talk about let's talk about the Curry wife thing first, bro. Okay. Let's, we, let's, we let's talk. Start, let's right? talk about that. Like my 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 position on that. I mean, I've seen a lot of women talking about it on Facebook. You know, giving their opinion. I understand. I, I even talked to my own girlfriend about it. But it's like. I understand she's had three kids, you know, she's probably gained a little weight, you know, she's not as active anymore because she's watching kids a lot, so she, I think she has her own cooking show and all that like type deal. She hasn't been able to do all that stuff, so she might be feeling some type of way, you know what I mean? She might be feeling a little depressed. All right, cool. I just, my only problem is I don't understand why the attention from other men is what's going to give you that, that peace, I guess, as well. I, don't, I just don't get that. And like I said, everybody, else, I feel like words is powerful. It's like, how, how, how is Steph Curry supposed to feel? That's all I ever had. How is he supposed to feel about that? Of course, he's coming publicly and defending, but like, how does he really feel about that? Like, he just went on live TV and said, and basically just said, like, basically, dudes don't hit you, don't hit on you no more, so you feel the type of way. Like, that's kind of tough, bro. I mean, I agree. Uh, in certain. Uh, certain aspects of what she said or with certain aspects of what she said. What I'm going to say is I feel like overall it was blown out of proportion and uh, I feel like we as a people and I'm going to just get off this question. I don't give a damn. We as a people tend to blow shit out of proportion just to have shit to talk about. And, still agree. and I feel agree. like that was one of the moments like that was just blown out of proportion like if you look on twitter and instagram you see all these aisha curry memes and all of that and like you know i mean the whole show the uh red table talks with jada pinky and all of them they've been doing that shit for a minute you know what I'm saying? there's been plenty of folks on the show that have expressed you know soft talks that are similar to that before now without getting mean and you know and blasted all over twitter and shit like that but uh i mean i think her feelings about the situation are natural like you said i mean she is a woman who's had three kids you know you uh have basically your own career but a lot of that you know like the thing is at the end of that she's always gonna be in step shadow because of who Steph is and that has nothing to do with her. It's just the fact that, I mean, you're married to one of the most popular, you know, sports athletes on the planet right now. So, you know, there's always going to be some level of, I guess, uh, him being in the limelight and maybe her feeling somewhat neglected by that. But she, that's something she's going to have to deal with herself. But I think it was, I think it was bad out of proportion. But see, another thing I have, that's, that's another problem I have. I feel like she wants some attention. She wants to be famous. But I feel like, and like I said, I told, I told, I told her my home, but I said, but everybody can't be Gabrielle and be Wayne, bro. Everybody, everybody can't have a wife that, that, that has her own name and doesn't have to go by D-Wade's wife. That's because she that's had a name thing. before. She already had a name before she was D-Wade's yeah, wife. Exactly. True. You know what I'm saying? True. And this, and this ain't like, and this is my thing though. I like, like Aisha Curry just got with so you know, the, Yeah, we met y'all together. You know, they've they, they, they been together for, since like college, bro. Like, High like, school. He's been time. Like, yeah, they, he's, he's been Dale. Steph's been Dale Curry's son forever. He, when he got right. dated, he was talked about so much at college. This ain't nothing new, bro. Exactly. This ain't, this ain't now, nothing new to her. She's been living this life not, a while not, now. Now, in Aisha's defense, 
Because I'm going to defend her, but this is my only defense to her. I think she told Curry first. I don't think she just went on went on went on uh, television and did that. I, I, I'm I'm gonna give her the benefit of the doubt that she already had this conversation with him. I agree with that. Prior to her coming out and saying that, so I don't think Steph was blindsided, and that's why he's not really tripping. I think, well, I think the conversation they already had. And honestly, uh, I mean, maybe this is just my own you know, personal way of thinking about it or me playing ESPN and wanting to create a narrative. But, uh, you know, I think Steph's performance in game six of the whole Houston Rockets series, I think a lot of that was kind of maybe some frustration let out from that whole situation being so highly publicized. I can't, I I, I would have to disagree strongly because – I mean, how great of a series did Steph Curry have against the Rockets last year? Say what now? That's a good point. How, how great of a series did Steph Curry have against the Rockets last year? I think I think he was just in the slump. I don't I don't really think it had anything to do with the whole Aisha Curry thing or anything like that. And then this the other thing about Aisha. She does this almost every playoffs. It's something. It's something. It's something every playoffs, but or every other playoffs. When and that's going why on I run. feel like she want to be so much attention if she want to be famous. Because it is. Every, no, like, it is. She wants to be famous. What's the year, bro? She went on Twitter and I think she basically said like the NBA is big with something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, my biggest, my, if I could just say one like my biggest position on this is I like word choice is powerful. Very. Word choice means like you don't have to go. She could have said everything how she was feeling. She was not feeling like herself. She wasn't feeling beautiful. Blah, 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 blah. But she had a baby. I understand. She just had a baby. Yeah, she had a third child. Baby. I'm not mad at thoughts because I'm other women express similar, you know, thoughts. So I understand where she's Thanks. coming from. Thanks. Yeah, but it's like my my whole thing is like, why would you care though? Look at your a lot of a lot of women in our gen in this generation now they they always say they want to live like a, a boss bitch, but Mm-hmm. But that's what she's living. She has a she has a Hall of Fame husband. We probably gonna have four rings after this season. Right. She has her own money. On she top has, of she has her own has, money. Exactly. She on top of she's not a housewife. She has her own money. Yeah, she's got a makeup line. Got all that. Yeah, exactly. So this so, the whole cooking so, thing. And, and, yeah. So it's like yeah, Steph is like a mega star now, but he's been a star. He's been a star his whole life. Yeah. He, you know, when he hit the the college king of Davis, and he was a star of Davis. So it's not like you just not you ain't this ain't like your first year living in his shadow. True. Like this, this ain't this ain't something new. And then, like I said, like, yeah, like right, said, right. she always she always got something going. Like, like what's wrong what with is, the wife being the husband's Steph. shadow? That's your husband. I think, I think what it is is as Steph's Steph star illuminates more and gets brighter. <laughs> She starts to feel. I think she's starting to feel like her star doesn't shine as bright in comparison. And I think like what you were saying, the whole D well get uh, D Wade Gabrielle Union thing is is very old to TV. So the fact. Well, if Aisha Curry was to hear this and I had something to tell her personally, I'll tell her. Look, number one, we're probably not sliding in your DMs because we got respect for Steph Curry. 
It has nothing oh, to do with that's how That's so perfect. It has nothing to do with how you look. They know that it ain't going to work anyway. And that's the fucking thing. I told one of my coworkers, I said, bro. What's the point of getting in the DMs? I told one of my coworkers as a female, I said, if a dude ain't going to slide in your DMs, that's probably because he respects you and what you got on. So look how she carries herself. She don't carry herself like a... Like she, other than the little dumb shit with this... Well... It's dumb to me. I ain't gonna say it's dumb, but it's dumb to me. Mm-hmm. Other than this dumb shit she's doing right now, and then like the other shit from before about the shit being rigged, which probably true, probably not, but whatever. Other than shit like that, she seemed like a wholesome person. Like she don't, I don't ever see her butt naked. I don't ever see no shit like that. Most people are not gonna be in your DMs when you carry yourself like that, even if you wasn't hey, really exactly. because you're too much and of like, a challenge. They just want to fuck. It's not like she's an unknown. For, like, bro, I guarantee you, she can, go have, she can go to all 50 states and, and she can go to a gas station. I'm guaranteeing, but people yeah, don't know who she is. They're going to be like, oh, that's right. ice curd. Why would I hit on you if I know? And no disrespect to Steph. And no disrespect to Steph Curry, because I, I, I got the utmost respect for Steph, but I should. Why? So she's tripping. I'm like, you. I, but, but the same face or the Warriors win the finals, I will slide into her DMs. <laughs> if, that's what, if that's what it takes, like fuck it, I you know I take one for the team, and, and you know they scrutiny from the royal family of the Currys, and I would slide into her DM so she does not feel so insecure. And I don't understand. I just, why. I just don't get why she cares. Why do you care? Well, I mean, it's, that's a, a, it's, a, it's a woman thing, man. Dude, it has to be. We'll never understand has to be. why women think the way that they think. And I'm not even going to try to appeal. So. <laughs> if, I, if, if I was Aisha Curry, though, I'd blame it on the hormones from just having a baby and keep on pushing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You might as well. Right. But then I just saw something. I, this is like, bro, I just saw something on the internet. It said something about she doesn't feel. I think she said like accepted or like a part of the black community. Like, I, I just feel like it's always. Um, I mean, I do. I get. I guess I get what she's saying. You know? I mean, and I do agree with you. Maybe it was, but it was definitely going out of proportion with all the memes and stuff like that. But like I said, I just I, it's, it is two main points I can hit on about that. I just don't. I, I, like I said, word choice. And it's just like, why do you care? And that's all. That's I want to know. Why does it matter? I had questions like, hey, watch this here, but, you know, know what I'm saying? She probably wake up in a glass mansion on the hill somewhere in California where she got to drive 50 minutes just to get to the city to, sit, to mess with other people. You know, why would you care? You know what I'm saying? You can go, you can wait, she can wake up right now and go buy a PJ if she wants to. For the people who don't know that, probably she can do anything she wants, bro. She can do whatever she wants, probably. Why she care? Why, why does a dude who probably who probably ain't even got no car attention matter to you. Why? True. That's all. And then word choices is, is also important. I'm not even sure that, you know, that attention from random dudes is really what she was even saying that she was seeking. I, I kind of feel like what she was saying, and this is just my interpretation of it, I kind of feel like what she was saying was that like I was saying earlier, as Steph Star gets brighter, you know, he gets more and more attention. He gets more and more of this, and her star seems to kind of dim a little more because she isn't, like you said, as high profile, as well known as him. 
but, but even then, and I hate to cut you off, but even then, what's and how do you think LeBron James' wife feels? But see, that's the thing. LeBron James' wife was never in the spotlight like that. See, that's why when you said the D1 and Gabrielle Union thing, that's why I said you hit it right on the hammer because I really feel like that's what she thinks her relationship with Steph is supposed to be, and it's not because, as Comp said. Gabrielle was already famous and known yeah. before she got with D-Wade. So, you know. The only reason why I brought LeBron's wife is like, she's, like, she, she's, bro, nobody, she never, she's never on camera. She, the only time you see her on camera is if it's on YouTube, their son's AAU game, for real, for real. Like, how you, she, she gets pushed all the way to the background. They don't even talk about, we need, when's the last time you heard somebody actually talk about LeBron's wife other than LeBron? True. I don't feel like I just can't use that as an excuse because, like, yeah, I can, I can understand. You know, her husband, mega star, first ballot Hall of Famer. You know, you get women probably throwing themselves at him and all. That. I understand, and that's, I can understand that can make you feel that way. But there's other women out here going through that. Kobe, like, look at Kobe's wife. Right. Who cares about Kobe's wife? Nobody even right. knows what she does for a living. Father behind Kobe and, and her. So, and it's just you know, I just feel like, bro. I get it. I, like I said, it all goes back to words. She could have just came on that show and just said she was feeling a little, you know, insecure. You know, she got to get yeah. that right, which I think that's even, even then, that's, that's kind of weak because all the money she has, but I can't say that. I, can't say that. I, I don't know how it feels to have no kid like that. Yeah, money ain't everything, you know. But yeah, money ain't everything, but like, you know, it's just, it's like, I just, man. She could have said it in a better way. She could have said, she could have expressed herself differently than what she said. That's how I feel about it. I agree. I think that's a great point. I agree. There's ways to express how you feel in the pro- in the right way. Then, yeah, that's tough. Okay, well, with that, I say it. So, see what y'all want to move on to next. Oh, oh, one more thing. Okay. I just want to end it on a good note. I still feel like not not the pike, not but this topic. Um, I still feel like um, all in all, Aisha. I feel like Aisha, if she's listening or if she does end up listening one day, um, I feel I feel like Aisha's a good person. I think Curry's a lucky man. I think uh, it'd be plenty motherfuckers in her DMs if she was naked or paraded herself around like that. And if people didn't have respect for her husband, sure, sure. I would tell her, yeah. uh, get over this shit. Stop being envious of your husband. If you are in his shadow, that there's nothing wrong with being in the shadow of your husband. That's your husband. That that there's not there's there's nothing wrong with that. And it, and honestly, she's the second most famous basketball wife behind Gabrielle Union, who's an actor in her own right. I don't know none of these other motherfuckers' wives. That's very true. But I know Aisha. Yeah, really. So that's all the that's perspective. Really, yeah. So Aisha, get your mind right. Daddy Pick and stop baiting these motherfuckers in to get their ass in trouble at home. Daddy Pick is doing something. I ain't mad at Jada. I ain't mad at Jada either. First crush. Daddy Pink got her own stuff going on all the time. She want to be known as Aisha Curry, not Curry's wife. She wants to have her own identity. I'm not mad at that. I think that's what she meant, but she 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 said it wrong. In my opinion, I think that's what I was getting at. 
when I was trying to say. Uh, that's that's yeah, why I, I interpret what you said. That's why I interpret what you said about the bigger yeah. star and like she just wants her own individuality, not known as Curry's wife. Exactly. I feel like she kind of has that because we address her as Aisha, not Curry's wife. Exactly. At the end of the day, bro. End of the day, and she fine. Then, then, then why doesn't she just say that? I don't think so, so, she so knows how people don't work. realize what they look like is right in front of their face. Mm. Like if she feels like she she feels like her hard work is going unnoticed. Why not just say that? That's all I be saying. Why not just say that? Like every time someone says something, I'd be like, well, why didn't she just say that? But why the thing is, say what she said. It, it's not that it's going unnoticed by her husband. She talking about it's going to notice by the people. I'm walking, man. You can't make it, man. I had a home club, man. I'm, hey, that's that, tell her to shoot from 80 feet, then I'll pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> if, I just say one last, if I just say one last thing, you know that what you just said. I had a home club in jail right now, bro. I told him. Well, you can't make air people. It's, it's a couple things you can't make other folks do. You can't make people like you. Yes, sir. You can't make people like you. You can't make people respect you. At the end of the day, you just gotta live your life to the best of your abilities and enjoy yourself and be happy with yourself, bro. Facts. And that's all I gotta say about her, bro. Excuse me. Facts. Facts. So, yeah. Let's uh, move on to this uh, 76 and Toronto Raptor series. Yes, let's do mm. that. Let's do mm. that. Mm, mm, mm. Can I start? I got one. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah. By all means. Ben Simmons. Yes, he is, my boy. I know you were discussing all that stuff that Kobe was telling about the jump shot, but it's overrated. I told y'all, it's overrated. But look, and then this how I know, this how you know he got, I feel like he got some weak skin. Because when that meme came out, did you, did you said that's about the shooting sleeve? You know he took his little shooting sleeve off, right? That shit, man, was listen. funny. Man, listen to that shit was, told, that shit was funny though. <laughs> I told everybody, bro. I told everybody. Yeah, cute in college, bro. It's, it's, but I'm saying, let's not forget that it made the tournament. At least you ain't had no good record when he was done. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's be real, but I told everybody, bro. He done, if he can't shoot, he ain't gonna make it, bro. Yeah, that, that fast break stuff in the regular season is cool, but when in the playoffs, when you get some real money. You get your real bread, bro. When you gotta slow the game down, Ben Simmons is, is, is basically useless. I think he's only useless with Joel Embiid on the floor as well, though. You take Joel Embiid out the equation, Ben Simmons is a better player. But how? But see, but, but see, that, with Joel, if you take Joel Embiid out the equation, they don't win a championship. They don't. Win, they don't win it with both of them in the equation. I agree. I think they could. Is Ben Simmons, especially with that like coach? This? If 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 I sub Ben Simmons out and put Giannis over there, I think the Sixers go to the finals and win. Of course, because Giannis is a head, shoulder, and knee yeah, better than this, this. But this is what I'm saying. But this, but this is my point to say that though, okay. because Giannis can knock down that jump shot. Even if Giannis had no jumper whatsoever, he's ten times better than Simmons. I agree with that because he's just he's just got that in him. But it's he's like, a fucking nephilim. That nigga is like if Ben Simmons can shoot, bro, it'll change the whole narrative. It would have shoot a jump shot. If he could hit a mid-range jumper, it would have made it. Bro. Like, like I told you, they was like, but... Let's not act really like he ain't been in the league a lot. Like, he ain't been in the league long. Yeah, man, but at the same time, but that's no excuse. Because, like, you... All right, for the people who don't know, 
like when he when he um declared for the draft when they knew they wasn't making the tournament, he just he just drew from school early. Mm-hmm. So that entire time during the tournament, that long process before the draft, before the combine, he the players be working on their games, bro. You can't. So you telling me, bro, if he's been working on his game for three years, he still won't even attempt one jump shot. Like people are sagging off of him, bro. He won't even attempt. It's a difference between not being able. Because Brian, my favorite player, he's not a shooter. So but if you I, leave him open, he will take shoot the it. shot. Yeah. He'll take the shot. You feel what I'm saying? Rondo is not a shooter. But if you leave Rondo open throughout his career, the he understood to take the shot. That's like, now, now, there's no now, way. He, when he understood to take that shot, what year was he in? Because, like, Come on, I, I don't think Ben Simmons. I, I definitely think he needs to develop a jumper, at least a mid-range, some form of mid-range jumper, anything like that. But let's not forget this man is six ten, not a not a point guard, but was put at the point guard position because he can play the position. But he's not a guard. He's six ten. He's, he's just the best point guard they have. The, the 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 only issue I have with Ben Simmons is not that he can't shoot, is that he won't shoot. That's the only yeah, issue. That's my, biggest thing that's, that's my only issue. But if bro. he won't shoot, that means he can't shoot, bro. Nah, nah but if you can, if you can hit one, bro, if you can hit one, you'll shoot. That, that's that's all I feel like. I mean, like, bro, it's just like the real, like one of the reasons Kawhi was able to dominate that series so easy because a lot of the times he was guard Ben Simmons. On a lot of the possessions, they would Ben Simmons know he wasn't going to shoot. They'll put Ben Simmons in the corner. You got Kawhi in the corner on Ben Simmons just basically resting until he might have to go play a little help side D because somebody might like Kyle Lowry, sorry, behind might get blown by. <laughs> and he got to go get a block. You know what I'm saying? But like, other than that, he's really resting. And then he's giving full throttle on offense. That's how he's averaging 37 a game. Like, ben Simmons got to put some pressure on him, bro. Like, I think like, Ben Simmons needs to talk to Magic, and they need to and he needs to talk to Rondo. I think those are two man. people he needs to talk to. Two even Magic would have shot the three. But look who the people were comparing Ben Simmons to: Magic Johnson, LeBron James. You know what I mean? He's nowhere near that caliber player, and he's in his third year. I just feel like I need. Oh no, the All Star. We're talking about an All Star here. Man, like Giannis third, Giannis third season in the league, bro. Giannis is better than career either. But Giannis, Giannis didn't oh, shoot, but Giannis will take the jump. He'll take the shot. Yeah, that's that, the that's my knock on Ben Simmons that he won't take the jump because he's like, it's going to be an issue. That's, that's, that's going to hurt them, bro. That will no hurt how good that will hurt is, No matter how good Embiid is, like, like my thing is, this is my thing, though. If Embiid was all, I, I believe he was hurt because the game, the game, I think it was game two. When he did the windmill dunk, he was he, he killed him, crushed him that game. When he's healthy, bro, Joel Embiid is probably the most dominant player. I ain't gonna say that because Giannis is Giannis is tough, but he's one of the most dominant players in basketball, bro. Agreed. So, he's, so like when he's healthy, if if he was hundred percent healthy, they might have beat the Raptors because they would have. Just he's just that dominant. But when he's not healthy and not even as like now. Yeah, Jimmy Butler's good. Like, Jimmy I Butler ain't going. I don't think Ben Simmons is the number one reason to blame. I would say it's the coach. Because if this is the case, and I got a 6'10 point guard that won't shoot, then I'll make Jimmy Butler my second option. Well, see. I agree Brett Brown got He could have made some better coaching suggestions. Hey, if I got a player that's not going to shoot, I'm going to put him in the best position for his strengths. 
Exactly. I know this dude ain't gonna shoot, but that's the only point guard I got, and he's six ten. I guess I got one more thing I'm gonna say. I'm, I'm gonna throw it to Mike. I'm gonna let I want Mike say something. But my thing is, if you if you compare when you start comparing guys to great players, uh-huh. the expectations of them are very high. So and it's like if there's no room for excuses, I can't get. Especially you know how I feel. My favorite player never got any excuses. That's true. LeBron got killed for everything he did, so I can't make excuses for other players. Like if, if like the great players, like I, I guarantee you, bro, there was some times in games, bro, and I don't want to compare him to Kobe, but there was some times in games where Phil Jackson's systems and coach's style probably wasn't working. You know what Kobe wouldn't did? Kobe wouldn't impose his will on the game. And I feel like if Ben Simmons is supposed to be the best, I, I feel like people, there's people that feel like Ben Simmons is the best player on that team. If that's the case, bro. The great ones, they find a way, bro. They find a way to impose their will on the game. But I feel like Ben Simmons, like, I bet you right now, the last thing I want to say, I bet you you can't tell me one game that you saw that you can remember off the top, like Ben Simmons dominated that game. I can. Which one? The game uh, in the playoffs when he hit 31. Yep. And, the game right yeah. after that was calling his eyes. He came back the next game. Against the Raptors? That nigga was balling. Against the Raptors? Against the Raptors? No, that was... Uh, I know when it, yeah, it went against the Raptors. See, I don't, I don't, <laughs> don't tell you that's what I'm saying. I'm not talking about against the Brooklyn Nets. When he said Brooklyn oh, Nets. Who, who, who was guarding him? Jared Dudley? Come on, no disrespect. Hey, 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 who was guarding hey, him? Jared Dudley? Hey, Jared Dudley, like that nigga, bro. Hey, he's that nigga, bro. He's like 36 years old compared to a 23-year-old 6'10 female. Come on, bro. He's supposed to dominate that. That's like if I go to the YMCA and it's like a 42-year-old dude who can barely run in front of me. I'm supposed to score all the so, points. I got a question with something you just said. So he's a phenom. Yeah, I, I noticed that too, but go ahead, Carl. So can a phenom be underrated? I mean, overrated? Because I, if he's overrated, is he therefore still a phenom? When I say a phenom, I, mean, I guess I mean, I'm more so me. Man. Give him time because he's... I, I, I'm like, a firm like, believer in I need a five-year package. Like some players, you can automatically tell. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'll give him five years. I'll give him two more seasons. But if it don't change, he's a... Well, like, I'll give, I give him next season. Next season. Like Zion is a phenomenon. Like he's, he's super... Like he's, that's what yeah. I mean. That's what, I guess that's what I, I'm more so meant when I say... I don't phenomenon. expect like, him to come the first year, but by the third, by the about fourth, fifth year, I expect him, I expect him to be that guy. But the hype, uh, I guess what I'm saying is why he's overrated because the hype around him was so big. Before he even played an NBA game, they was talking about the next LeBron. True. But to, then, so then the like, media need to stop, stop comparing these players before they even touch the floor. I, now, that I do agree with. That I do agree with. Stop giving these young guys these high praise so early because they don't live up to it. Exactly. Another reason. To let them create their own. Exactly. And that's, that's what I'm saying. I got to say he's overrated, bro, because... You comparing him to this guy, he obviously feels he's this good. You see how arrogant Ben Simmons is a very cocky player. You know what I'm saying? So he's not like a he's not a humble dude. He talk trash all day. We can talk trash about these guys. I mean, okay. I think he is that good though, because I mean and I I, I know they do have Joel Embiid, but it, I mean there's a reason they're third in the East. There's a reason third. But look at the team that they have, boy. They got one of the best put together teams. Look, let's not act like they don't have Tobias Harris. That they just put together this year, though. Jimmy got there this year. Tobias got there this year. They didn't have that full team in the offseason. 
But look at look at you. They had a good team last year, though. Plus with a bad coach. If I can interject, let me go ahead and start with that. Okay. Uh, I will start the Brett Brown is not a good coach campaign if nobody else wants to play. Right. I don't give a damn. Um, and, my proof of it, and my reason for this is, number one, what they lost last year in the playoffs uh, to fucking Boston. They had poor execution multiple times late in the game. Where you know, in, against a team that they should have beat, they should have beat Boston last year. There's yeah. no excuse for them to lose to Boston last year. But regardless, you know that there's that. And then you look at this year. I mean, Benson still has not yet, like you said, developed a jump shot. And whether that's because he can't shoot or chooses not to shoot, that's a coaching and a organizational problem. If y'all have this player for these this many years and y'all can't develop him, that's a coaching and an organizational problem. So, like, for me, you know what I'm saying, if I'm pointing fingers at somebody for the Sixers not being in the Eastern Conference Finals, it's Brett Brown. I agree. I just feel like this, bro. But, but you really we're, we're looking at a team and expecting them to get to deep in the Conference Finals when their star players are third and fourth year players. Like these are still young guys. These guys are not prime. And we're expecting them to be in the you know in the Eastern Conference Finals in the championship. So it's like I'm not saying we're over um putting more expectation on them per se. I just think that sometimes we as fans expect them to be good right now. Because right. we see we see the projection that we expect them to be where they're projected to be at right now. When like they haven't even hit their prime. Ben Simmons, he's at twenty three. Joel Embiid is is look looks old as fuck, but he's young. Like these guys, I, on no other team do I like do I expect. Look at Dame and CJ. Now, granted, they don't have a full team like that, but Dame and CJ ain't twenty three, twenty two. And, and whatnot. Twenty seven. Twenty nine and twenty seven. That's what I'm saying. Now we talking Ben Simmons at twenty eight, twenty nine, then I'm with you. Yeah, he overrated, he a bum. But he's twenty three. Mm. In his third year, he's still figuring out the game. Can I can I can I say poor development behind you? That's that's fair. I and played that. only one year of college and it was at L S U. Horrible pick, by the way. But can I can I can I uh go ahead interject? Yeah. yeah, I agree. Brett Brown isn't a good coach. I can I can completely agree with that. If they had a better coach, who knows what would it would be Toronto. But let me just throw some. Let me Toronto. Let me let me just throw some numbers at y'all, real right. real quick. Right, right. Quick. Game three. Here's with analytics. Ben Simmons played thirty six minutes. He was 38.5 from the field. He didn't shoot any free throws. He had 10 points, 7 assists, 7 rebounds, 3 fouls. They won that game. Game four, he played 38 minutes again. He had 10 points again. He had 5 fouls, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. They lost again in game five. Ben Simmons played 25 minutes. He had seven points. They I'm won in game six. He had 21 points. And in the closeout game, 
Ben Simmons had 13, 8, and 5. Those numbers are not acceptable for your star player. There's no anybody that's your one or two options to win games, it's unacceptable. No, I agree. That's unacceptable. And, and I'm, not, I'm not even mad at the points, knowing that he can't shoot. I'm mad that he has only five assists. I'm mad he's not in double digit assists. And that's and, like, and, and see that's yeah. why I say he's overrated, bro. Because he's not he's not even bro. Like there's no way, bro. I think a lot of that is predicated. I think he would have more assists if he shot the ball or at least attempted to shoot the ball more. I think yeah, that would exactly. help his, his assist numbers raise. And then let, let, now, let, now, now that's the analytic way of looking at it. But let, let let's not let's let's remember what you said earlier. Kawhi was guarding him. And Kawhi is arguably okay. one of the best defenders in the league uh, on broad defenders. But that's true. But I've seen guys don't like Kawhi. I've seen guys not saying like Kevin Durant, LeBron. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. But we're not going to talk about them because those guys are not, they're not even in the same street that they own. You dig know what I'm saying? So, but well, Kawhi, seen, the Kawhi is. But I'm saying, I've seen guys like Chris Middleton. No, this is Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton's pretty good. But I've seen Chris Middleton go at Kawhi Leonard and give him lucky. You see what I'm saying? Like, but it's like it's not like saying like Kawhi can't be scored on, bro. Like, it's not like Kawhi. Kawhi only he can if you can't. But if you can't, if you can't shoot and he's guarding you, you're like 13 yeah. points is actually really good. You gotta find a way, bro. You gotta get take to the block. You're 16. He's probably taller than that because you know they be lying about the height. He's yeah. probably seven feet for real, for real. He's not to the block. He's not seven feet. He's Giannis made that nigga look like 5'8", bro. <laughs> and it's the thing, though. That, and it, see, Giannis being just playing the way he plays is what further me saying that Ben Simmons is overrated because you can't tell me it can't be done. Because it can. He, it ain't like Ben Simmons is a small dude. Ben Simmons is a big, stocky dude, bro. Go yeah. to the block. Put Kawhi on the block, bro. You can't because like, you got Embiid like, down there because that forces Embiid out the paint. I personally feel like this is not going to work with them two unless one of them is out of there. They either going to have to choose between MBE or Cinder. I agree. I don't think they're going to win together. Because it's just, unless unless Ben Simmons can shoot a jump shot, not even a three, if he can hit the elbow jump shot, it'll change the whole dynamic. I feel like if he can do that, they'll win. But the fact that he can't shoot just, is just, it it, it hurts him, bro. It doesn't work. But like the Sixers, bro, they they might have to move him, bro. Like if I'm the Sixers, I really think about moving Ben Simmons for somebody. Like go, like bro. I know it's kind of far fetched, but if I'm the Sixers, I'm thinking about trading Ben Simmons to one of them teams that got a top four pick and try to go get one of these young boys. Like a, I feel like if they went and got like a RJ Barrett, they'll be great. Somebody who can push the ball, who's six foot eight, shoot the standstill if you swing it to him. Who could probably play a little point and play defense. You need somebody because Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, it ain't going to work, bro. It ain't going to work. Bobby, here's my question. If you go with the pick one option, do you pick Embiid or do you pick Simmons? Mm-hmm. So you talking about who am I keeping, bro? Yeah. Oh, I'm keeping Embiid, most definitely. Mm-hmm. It ain't because I feel like, and I, and I say that because mm-hmm. I feel like in the NBA today, it's going to more of a it's, it's the big man because the big man like back to the basket thing is starting to come back. Like it, I feel like it's gonna start like going back to like that inside out game, and I feel like Joel Embiid's gonna be the front runner of all of that. So 
so I, I keep Joel Embiid, bro. Joel Embiid, I'm not sure. I think I might trade Embiid and keep Simmons. Man, but I, I got all the reason why I thought it is because I like you said you like the comparison to Giannis earlier. Like the one plus that Giannis don't have is not having a big ass center like Embiid on the block. Because Brooke Lopez wanted to play on the perimeter and act like he a fucking guard all the damn time and shoot threes. So that gives him all this less space in the lane to be able to drive because everybody else is standing out around the three-point line waiting to get the pass. You could duplicate something like that in Philly with Simmons. Like, just imagine, like, uh, it's hypothetical. But just imagine, let's say they got rid of MBs or whatever and they put Brooke Lopez in that spot or, you know, maybe a Miritich or somebody like that, you know, and then maybe they're going to get a Danny Green and then or, a you know. Coach. Yeah, of course, with a different coach, you know what I'm saying? And basically, you just surround Ben Simmons with a bunch of three-point shooters. All right. I feel what you're saying, bro. But listen, now, now Pete is now. Now, who's the reason, who's to say the reason why that that's working for the Bucks? Is because Giannis actually has a dominant back to the basket game. He's aggressive, bro. I, I ain't even say he has a dominant back to the basket game. He's not even like a he ain't got no real post move. He's just super physical and super aggressive. So yeah, that can allow Brook Lopez to get it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I mean, that I'm got Lopez to shoot. Of course, as far as, as far as Lopez to shoot threes, but true. Ben Simmons can't even shoot. He doesn't even attempt to post nobody up. So Joel B has to be on the block. That's, I, I, that's why I feel like it's, 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 it's just Ben Simmons. It is, but the only reason I keep Ben Simmons over Embiid because I don't trust Embiid's health. Embiid is by far That's another thing you got to factor in as well. So. He, he, I mean, he's young, and he's talking about how, how, how his knees are hurting. And he's young. All right. It's only going to get worse. And I got to counter for that one, too. Usage rate means a lot. It does. If, if he if if Giannis was with Embiid, Embiid wouldn't have to touch the ball as much. He wouldn't have to dominate as much as he has to, bro. The same reason I feel like Kawhi is leaving is the same reason I feel like Joel Embiid is hurt. Because Joel Embiid got to do everything, but he got to play so hard. Yes, I don't know. Joel jo- 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 Embiid was hurt before he got to the league. <laughs> True, but like, but he had a, like where. I feel like, bro, if he would in this sentence be a little more dominant, bro, he wouldn't have to play as hard, bro. He could actually preserve his body. That's how I feel. Now, that goes back to coaching to me, though, because I think they could still find a way to do that as far as preserving the body and the minutes thing. That, that, that's not even on Ben Simmons. Though. But, then, but I'm saying, but with, even if – you got Jimmy, I don't even think that's the coach, though. You got – it is, though, because you got Jimmy Butler. So why is Joel B playing all the minutes? It's not like you don't have somebody else and you have Tobias Harris. The Clippers are they got with less in the West. Cause if you take Embiid off the floor, who's the backup center? It shouldn't matter. It should. It shouldn't matter in today's game. You got a point. Throw throw somebody in there, uh, and then at that case, if you do that, put Ben Simmons on the block. He's six ten. Right. So what I'm saying, he doesn't go on the. He doesn't. But that's like, bro. The coach shouldn't have to always do that, bro. Like a lot of the times, bro. In basketball, it ain't like they call plays every single time up and down the floor. No, no, no. If a lot of the time, no, no, they, get, they be pooping. It wouldn't be a play, but the coach would put him in position. So if Joel Embiid off, is off the court, but, Ben Simmons is not the point guard at, at that present time because he can't shoot. You could put Jimmy at the point guard. So let me ask you a question. So in them, them situations when Jimmy Butler has the ball, mm-hmm. and Ben Simmons, they go set a screen, and he'll get a smaller guy on him. Why doesn't he go to the block? Why well, sometimes he's standing in the corner? 
don't know why. I don't know why he didn't shoot me that. I'm not saying that's he's not. Exactly. That's Especially considering that's, he's not a shooting threat. So that's what that's, that's a coach. That's what I'm saying, big bro. That's big bro. That's the coach. Are you talking no, no, about the coach? No, no. That, that's Ben Simmons. But if Joel Embiid is not in the game, Ben Simmons should not be taking the ball down the court. But it's two sides to the block too. Even if Joel Embiid is in the game, bro, it's two sides to the block. You can put if if if, 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 if Ben Simmons has the mismatch, you can put Ben Simmons on the block. Joel Embiid, get out of there, go to the elbow, go to the three point line, let him yeah. work, let him eat. I feel like that's coaching, though. I feel like that's right there. Feel, so like that's you have to be able to put your players in the best position to be able to succeed. That's the coaching thing. And they should be doing that in practice, like it, 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 in situations like that. Come, how long ago was I said was it I said down that when they picked up Jimmy Butler at the end of the game, Jimmy need to be the point guard and they need to put fucking uh, Jimmy need to be a point guard. I said that's like at least five, six months ago. That's coaching. When it, I put the hand Whenever it was, was Jimmy, first Jimmy's, Jimmy. Jimmy's your closure. And then what people aren't talking about, what people aren't talking about, what people aren't talking and this is why this is why I put more blame on the coaching and his positioning and things like that. You have Jimmy Butler, you have Tobias Harris. There's no reason Joel and Beach have to play all those minutes for you to win the game. Hey. Okay. Let's say it's 60 40 to coach. 60 percent coach, I said I put forty percent defense. Okay. Can we? Can we? Can I, can I get that? I say it's twenty percent. Wait, wait. What? What are we blaming on the why the Sixers are winning? Sixty percent of them why they winning? They're not winning is the coach. The other forty I put on Ben Simmons. I, I say twenty percent. Ben, I go more like seventy thirty. Yes. I say seventy twenty. Right, seventy 30. the seventy the coach. Twenty Ben Simmons and ten percent uh Joel's injuries. I can do that. I can do that more. I like that more because if Ben is yeah. fully healthy, then they might change. If MB is fully healthy, the conversation probably never happens because we might not even exactly. know if Simmons not exactly. doing that because they're winning because we, it won't matter because we're like, well, he can't shoot, but, it, but they're winning, so I guess it works. Right. You are, I, I'll, I'll agree with that. We, I'll go down. I like that one. But the reason I have to say coaching because you have Butler and Tobias Harris and J.J. Reddick. Oh, you, have right. all, you have all three. You have all yeah. three of them. And at some point in time, the coach, the coach, do got a like. One of the reasons that the Bucks are winning is because of Mike Coaching, is coaching them boys up. So I agree with you on that. If you, you at times in the game, you got to put your players in the right position. So you you, you got to. And and, and and on top of that, you know, you know, before you drafted this nigga, that he was injury prone. He can't be playing forty minutes. So you know there should have been a game plan already or a lineup already without Embiid that worked. Agreed. That's what a smart coach. But at the same time, let's also let's also give him. Let me give a little credit to Mike to Brett Brown. To his to his credit, what, a lot Brett? of them games, okay. a lot of them games is close. So it ain't it ain't just that ain't, ain't Brett that ain't Brown. Ain't. That's just pure talent. But I'm saying, but I'm saying, this is what I'm saying though. A lot of them games is close, so it's hard to. To take your best player out when the game is so close, and you got Kawhi dominating the way he's dominating. Well, like, you, you, know you don't take him out then, but he should have never been in there that long to be. Like, there's ways to get rest. Like, there's like as good as Golden State is, they have times where they could take, especially now. But we won't, we won't even talk about now. Yeah, that's a different story with them though, because they can rest too, and they still have two stars on the floor. That's I'm talking about thing. before KD got there. You can have Kirby out and have Clay out there with Sean Livingston. If you tell me that they can have Sean Livingston, I feel like they don't have Eagle Dollar too. I feel like people do 
sleeping on how good of a player Andre Iguodala is. Exactly. But he's not better than Jimmy Butler. He's not better than Tobias Harris currently. that, that's true, but like this, this is this is well, my number. This is my point. Jimmy Butler's numbers you, are so better than Eagle Dollars. No, at this point in his career, he's not better than Jimmy. Exactly. I'm talking about right now, and, and this is but this is my whole point though. This is my whole point. If you could take your star player, and let's say let's say they don't have Durant, which they don't right now, or if you could take your star player as Stephen Curry and have him out the game because he be playing 29 minutes, 30 minutes, he don't play. It's very rare he plays forty minute games. It's only, you know what I mean? He don't. But they be, uh, they be blowing people out too, bro. They be blowing people out. So that's a, like a lot of them games. No like starter lineup. In the but your starter lineup is Ben Simmons. Uh, you have Ben Simmons, Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, and JJ Redick. Why aren't you going anybody else? Like man for man, that's a top five starting lineup. That's a top five starting lineup in the league. That's bro. top three. Without Ben Simmons shooting, I agree with you, I, and the reason why I do, I really agree with you, because I just thought about it. they got guys like John Simmons out there coming to the bench. They ain't get John Simmons the before, like Mike Scott. They ain't getting a bunch of for real. Didn't even mess up the whole Markel Fultz. Let me tell you one thing. You said to his to Brett Brown's credit. Or, you know, to his defense or whatever, you know, a lot of those games were close to uh to his uh end defense. I'll, if I have to make up a word, I'll do it. Yeah. yeah. It, to his end defense. The motherfucker only got that job because of the fact that he's part of the Popovich and Spurs uh, tree. You that know him? Yeah, he sure is. That's the only reason why he got that job. He came from as an understudy of Popovich. Well, he must be the one that gets the job right now. And that's my point. And after they and after they get to the playoffs and probably get swept out, oh, not swept, and get uh, beat in the first or second round next year, then Brett Brown, Brown will lose his job, and we and they will mark Popovich. He's not a good coach. So we can move on to the coaching. <laughs> that's all I gotta say about that. They lost because they don't have good coaching. It's not, I agree. Coach, I agree with most of the coach fault. Yeah, I can agree with that. Because they would have beat Toronto even without Ben Simmons not having the jumpers. Because they barely so, lost. I, I feel as Mike barely lost. was the coach of the six if they get to the NBA finals. I agree. Mm-hmm. I feel like they would. I feel like the Bucks are a great team, but they're one the real reason they really ball is because of the coach. But that's not the only reason. Giannis also elevated his play and so did Eric Bledsoe. True. True, but but the system that system helps them boys feel they put them in a more comfortable place so they can they can play more like them. Like I guess like look at the Hawks. He played to their strengths. Basically. That's his system is really built to their strengths. That's why the Hawks are so good. 
That's and true. that's kind of why you see Eric Bliss so playing a little bit better. Chris Middleton and Giannis, they was going to get their numbers regardless of my opinion. But I think Bliss is like the key. System, yeah, the, the system really helped people like Blair. He can't even leave Brooke Lopez. He helped Brooke Lopez, too. So Honestly, what I think about Milwaukee personally, I think that they were already a good team. I just think they underachieved the year before. True. That's what I'm saying. What I'm saying. Like, I feel like, like when they had Jason Kidd, they were a good team. It's just the, the coaches, the, the coach, the style of play just didn't fit them. Their, their those players. Mm-hmm. They got Mike Budenholzer, and Mike Budenholzer, he's a master at. I don't say he's a master yet because he's only you know what I mean, but you get what I'm saying. He's he's pretty good at like playing to your players' strengths. Like if I know you're. He got two sixty-win seasons, two or three sixty-win yeah. seasons. So, so like, if I know, if I know you're real good at shooting from the uh, the short corners, I'm a run. He's he's the type of guy. He's gonna design plays to set screens to get you open in, in them in them spots. I, that's why I say stuff like that is what's helping the Bucks out. Like Bledsoe might only Bledsoe might be a great shooter from the right wing. He's drawing up plays to get action to go for Bled to go to the right wing get open threes. That's what I'm trying. That's why I feel, I feel like that he's the reason they're winning. Like that. Granted, they have a good team, but stuff like that. I think I watched a, a, another interview. With Kevin Durant called the games in the game. That's when the coaches is having the battle. That's when like, he's winning the battles a lot of them times. Oh yeah, and that's why I said the Sixers. Definitely, the majority of it definitely falls on Brett Brown because they should have. They have a top five starting five for sure. And and, and, and and the two star players actually play. Like ben Simmons plays D, and Joel and B the lead. For sure, on the other end of the floor. Sure, I agree. We we need to move on because we like fifty minutes in. We got because I know we got some other stuff. We oh, guys can get in So, um, have we talked? Did we talk about Milwaukee and the and uh, the Celtics series and Kyrie? Have we discussed all of that yet? No, no. Uh, we can touch. Let's touch on that real quick, and then we'll move on to uh, the Western Conference. Western with, Conference. Uh, yeah, Rockets. And, well, and are we uh, talking about why the why the Celtics lost? My opinion. Everything we can, we we can touch everything on that series. I'll, what they should I'll, do next? We just. I feel like we don't even have much minute. to say. I feel like we don't even have much to say. I think Terry Rozier said everything we need to hear on ESPN. Man, what? Man, what? But he, said, <laughs> he said everything on ESPN. He, said, he, he, he did. He, he broke it. He, he gave up the whole thing. He like, yeah. And he and he and he goes, right? Yeah, his egos. And they still wouldn't have beat Milwaukee though, in my yeah, opinion. They still wouldn't have beat them. Like, they still wouldn't have beat them. Milwaukee took them to seven last year. Exactly. And when they're and when they're I guess a better team, top to bottom. Milwaukee still took them to seven when they weren't even a, the better team then, and almost beat Boston then. Exactly. So with the way they were playing this year, I didn't care what Boston was doing. Boston was my dark horse because of all the talent they had, but because they draw the, they had to play Milwaukee. If they played Philly, it'd have been a different thing. But if they played Milwaukee, right. so uh, I just feel like like Terrell just said, egos hurt. You. And he didn't want to say it on national TV because he didn't really want to put that smoke on his name with Kim and Kyrie. But if, if you really watch that interview, bro, him, you can tell, bro, the way Kyrie's ego was, bro, hurt that team. Him and Gordon. I mean, but I feel like that's partially coaching and management part as well. I yeah. mean, okay, first off, 
you know, you had the team that made it to the damn Eastern Conference Finals last year. You yeah. bring back Kyrie and Gordon Hayward. First off, Gordon Hayward, I will agree with Stephen A. Smith on this. Gordon, there was no fucking reason why Gordon Hayward should have been starting. He should have came off the bench this entire. But you know what that is, you know what that is though, because he coached he coached Gordon Hayward in college, so you know that's why he, you know that's why he really was trying to give him some bump right there. That's a little like Terrell Davis said that on ESPN. He was like, you know what I'm saying? They they, they, they he treated uh, Kawhi, uh, not Kawhi. Gordon Hayward, he, treated, you know. he treated Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving a little different than how he treated everybody. I mean, but nepotism will get you fucking fired. And, you know, Brad, uh, Brad Stevens is in a good position right now. But look, like, you just got fucking beat in five games by a team that you went to seven games without two fucking star players last year. So, yeah, like, man, keep exactly. fucking around doing dumb shit trying to appease Gordon Hayward. You can't get the fuck out. They'll get you the fuck up out of there. Yeah, like, that's, that's serious. It's first and foremost was on the coach, and I like Brad Stevens. Like, he, I think he's a great coach. But I like first. him too, but that, that shit was dumb, bro. Yeah, like, he was coaching off his And boat. Danny Ainge reversed, uh, Danny Ainge deserves responsibility for that too, because you're the one who brought all these pieces together. So well, I'm not lying too. I don't blame Danny Ainge on that one because I understand why he brought it. I mean, looking because he's looking. Yeah. These teams are looking at goals. But, bro, I ain't nobody tell Danny Ainge to pay that man a hundred and however many fucking million dollars. Well, I ain't nobody tell that. that man to do that. Well, not a did that, though. Definitely wouldn't did that. So, you know what I'm saying? Danny Ainge is the blame for this, too. It's both of them, bro. Like, I'm not going to call either one of them a shit. Like, they I, both deserve the blame. I think what really happened was they got caught up in how good Gordon Hayward was. Last the year. Mm-hmm. And then they tried to give him pay- the payment based off that, and I just feel like, bro, I don't blame Danny Ainge because I don't like, either. You, he, no one can like, no one knew, no one even that great. He didn't, Jason, he didn't know Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown was gonna do that. Yeah, I, and, 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 but, like, bro, at the beginning of the season, come on, bro. We, didn't, we didn't have a Eastern Conference final once Kyrie and Gordon Hayward went down. This, though, at the beginning of the season, once they fucking, when they put fucking Gordon Hayward in the lineup, this was probably three, four months ago when they were starting him. We talked about how this was a problem. And then they took him out the starting lineup and they started Marcus Morris and Marcus Smart. And that's when they went on their, like, what, 10, 12 game winning streak. And I told you then, I was like, I believe they might have something now if they continue to keep playing like this. Yeah, but then yeah. when Smart got hurt and they put uh, Hayward back in the starting lineup, they messed it up again. No, I, and James I, 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 I agree with that. I played well all season because of that. I agree I with that. Like that, and that's why I said that the bro was coaching off promotion. That was a coach, though. I, I don't. The reason I don't blame Danny Ainge, going back to what you said about all that money, which I don't think mm-hmm. they should have gave it to him. But like CB uh, said, they were going based on what happened in Utah, and then let's not forget. And also Brad Stevens' relationship with him and that boy. Yeah, yeah that's why I say. And not only that, so his fault, but anything, bro. He was coaching off promotion. Facts. But the biggest thing, though, the biggest thing why I don't blame Danny Ainge is that. When they drafted Jalen Brown and then they drafted Jason Tatum, like that, don't forget Jason Tatum was a rookie that year. Soon as Kyrie, soon as Kyrie went down and Gordon Hayward, I'm assuming Gordon Hayward went down. And then Kyrie went down later in the year. We wrote him off. Yeah, yeah that's true. We, like he he, had, he didn't anticipate Terry Rozier being how he was, Jalen Brown yeah. or Jason Tatum being that good. True. Cause they had a spectacular season. Nobody expected that. No one expected it. So, like, 
that's why I couldn't blame Danny Ainge because he was he was paying. He was thinking this is gonna be my second store to Kyrie. Yeah. Well, my, the reason why I blame Danny Ainge and I blame Brian Stevenson is because I look at the injury itself. And if you look at the injury, Paul George broke his leg. He had a similar like injury, not exactly the same, but a similar, you know, injury. Look at how long it took Paul George to get back to the Paul George you see right. Oh yeah, they definitely rushed him back. And they rushed him back. And and to me, that's not just a Brad Stevens decision. That had to be. He had to get pressure. Yeah, that Danny Ainge. Yeah, I mean Danny Ainge. He had some pressure from Danny Ainge. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, that's why I blame him as well. But realistically, like, that's all I got to say about them. Like, because, you know, Milwaukee made quick work of them. Outside of that, you know, we, we discussed earlier the year that they had chemistry issues. A lot of that was Clippers, Kyrie, Gordon Hayes, and, you know, Danny Ainge, and Banshee. So, that's pretty much all I got to say about them. So, if y'all want to, we can move on to something else. Plus, it's a Celtics, so. Fuck him. I, I blame Kyrie Irving. I mean, oh, I honestly, they were good last year with Kyrie Irving. He got hurt in the, towards the end of the season. They still finished as a second seed with Kyrie Irving exactly. playing most of the year last year. So, I mean, and then the year before that, they didn't even have Kyrie. They were the first seed in the fucking East with Isaiah Thomas and Avery Bradley. This is my thing, though. I just, I'm, that's even more reason why I blame Kyrie, because without Kyrie, them boys was thriving. When Kyrie came back, Terry Rozier might not want to say it, bro, but he basically said it anyway. Kyrie's ego, bro, the stuff Kyrie coming out of the media Brad saying. More than, any, more than Kyrie, more than anything. And what is, this whole situation, like you, I think you said it a couple of days ago, TB, this whole situation. Uh, affected Kyrie's stock as a player. He's no longer it is. considered a top ten player in the league. Like you can't, yeah. he can't be, bro. And then, 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 like, if I can go back a little further, bro. I even, I know, I, I got crushed on Facebook when I was like, uh, Kyrie. I was like, I said Kyrie wouldn't be as great without LeBron. I got crushed with when I said when I said that. But like, this is what I was trying to allude to. Look at what's happening with the Broncos right now. Like. Type of person Kyrie is the way he plays. He's not really like a, a dominant star leader that can lead a team. He needs another guy who can lead. It. Like if he gives a Kevin Durant, he'll be okay because then he can still be that scorer. He doesn't have to have as much pressure on him. Mm-hmm. But now that he's over there, he has to be a playmaker and a scorer. He can't do that. At least he hasn't shown. Honestly, is KD agreed? To your point too, though, yeah. is KD that guy, or is he just really good so they win games? And, and see, that's true. a great question, too. Because you're really putting two guys together that are just straight scorers. I just feel like Kevin Durant is entering that part of his career that is just, he, he, he's starting to understand, like, yeah, bro, I can really do everything out here. And I feel like the way the Warriors play doesn't really show it because he doesn't get a chance to get them same rebounds and assist numbers. He can go to the Knicks right now and play the center position and mm-hmm. average a triple-double if he truly tried. And finish, third, and finish fourth in the East. No, he'll finish first in the East. There's no way. Not behind Milwaukee. There's no way. I'm still not sold that uh, Kyrie and uh, Kevin Durant, Knicks team, 
Make sure that he, he even makes it out the East to be for real. If they, if, they, if the Knicks draft RJ Barrett and they still get Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, the Knicks will be first or second in the East. I, I, I think the only way well, Kyrie goes there is if they make that trade again, Anthony Davis. Well, yeah, and we we will get on to that in just a little bit because that we got to unpack all of that with the draft lottery. Bro. So it, we'll get to that in just a bit. If KD goes to the Knicks, he'll be the last one to go there. Kyrie, that would mean Kyrie was already there. And AD. Yeah, KD's going to play the Bron role. KD's going to see who's going to go where before he makes his decision. KD's going to stay where he at because he got hurt. He's yeah, going to make me more believe he's going to stay in Golden State. I think Kevin Durant's going to go wherever they're going to get him the max money. If the Knicks ain't trying to get him the like max go, money. Well, that sounds like Golden State. But I'm saying Golden State. Yeah, because they can offer more than anybody yeah, else because they got they, the bird they, right. So. They could. It's, you know what I'm like, it's just, and they have the money. Like, Cause they don't have to, huh? I would say, can Golden State win without Clay though? Because if Clay don't get that match, he's gone. They could give Clay and Durant that money. Yeah. It's just they, they yeah. don't single dollar. They don't sign Livingston. They don't sign Cousins. But they yeah, got to They just losing Draymond next season. They'll lose. That's Draymond what I'm saying. They're gonna lose somebody, and the Warriors are a loyal type. I, of I will lose Draymond if I'm keeping KD long term. In a heartbeat. I will lose Draymond if it means to keep Clay in a heartbeat. Thanks. And I already have I agree. Him. I agree, but at the same time, I feel like the the Warriors are a loyal type of organization. And Draymond Green was part of the first championship before that boy got there. So was Iguodala. Iguodala was the MVP. Like, well, I'm going to like it don't matter because I feel like KD's going to leave anything. I think he's gone, too. We'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, I think the the, so, the the possibility of him of him leaving is as equal as it to him staying. But I think there's only a. I think he's staying, but if he does leave, he will either be a Clipper, and if he does go to the Knicks, which I doubt, that's only if certain things happen. For sure, I think he's gonna leave. I, I feel pay. like Kevin Durant wants to be in that type of market. I feel like the Clippers are a good mark, a good team. Yeah, they're in LA, but they're not the big market team in LA. I feel like he wants to go to New York where he's he's in the he's the centerpiece of it all. Kevin Durant's whole life he's been number two. Kevin Durant's whole life he's never been in that type of spotlight. And I feel like Kevin Durant, if he wants to be in that spotlight, he's gonna want to do it on one of the grandest stages and that's in Madison Square Garden. Because he like Look at look at how his career is going. People are downplaying his rings. What better what better way to stamp your name than to go to the Knicks who hasn't been good since Jesus was born and win a ring? <laughs> I know okay. okay. to stay with Golden State home. and keep winning because New York ain't finna win nothing. Facts, because I'm I'm still not sold that New York is gonna win the goddamn thing, bro. Like they gotta show. And, and look, the fact that you think like that is the exact reason why you should go to the Knicks. Just to, just to do. People never thought the Cavaliers were gonna win. If he's smart, he'll go to the damn Clippers. If he's smart, he'll stay where he at. I don't if he's, he's, he's smart, he'll go to the Clippers, Clippers on his own. Because the Clippers ain't won the goddamn thing either. They will always be the like his little brother because of that. And if you go to the Clippers, especially with somebody like Kawhi, there you submit your own legacy. That makes more sense to me than New York. If the Clippers want to get out the Lakers shadow, they need to get they need their own stadium. I mean, their own, their own, uh, they really get on arena. Their own, yeah, arena. 
and shit. That's number women, one. Getting KD and, and Kawhi, y'all win a championship next year. Shoot, y'all can start go ahead and build them towards that. Them right there. there. There already is one before them. I just feel like, bro, with the, with, the, with the Knicks having that pick, that pick in the draft, I feel like he should go to the Knicks, bro. They get a, they gonna get one of the best players in the. I think they're gonna get the best player in the draft in R.J. Barrett, and you got a chance to get Kyrie, and you got a chance to get Kevin Durant, bro. You got DeAndre George, you got uh Dennis Smith Jr., you got Kevin Knox who was emerging into his own. Plus you got guys on the like. We're we gonna get to that call. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm not kidding. Though, bro. I don't see it either. I'm not keeping no pins on women out. Oh, y'all go ahead. With, uh, so what? Y'all, so what we doing now? Y'all want to move on to Rockets Warriors? Well, what we what we gotta talk about on, on the Rockets Warriors? Well, remember your boy CB said the Rockets was gonna win, and we ain't touched yeah, that. Yeah, and I got that documented too, CB. <laughs> That's true. Like the episode, the episode ends like that. I feel like Chris Paul is the ultimate reason they lost. Chris Paul ain't no Hall of Fame. Chris Paul is trash. Chris Paul always <laughs> let his team no. he turning the ball over. He said something then. That's a question. Is Chris oh, Paul a Hall of Famer? Chris Paul is terrible. Chris Paul, and he got if, if they say James Harden's stat is uh what they say is um. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, inflated. Chris Paul numbers inflated too, because he don't he don't set nobody up. All he get is this off the pick and roll. Ooh, bounce fast to the D. And Chris Paul was out there shooting about twenty eight percent in that series. I'm a blame Chris Paul. Yeah. I got all the blame on Chris Paul, bro. Capella doesn't get the blame. Who? Capella. I can't even blame him because if Chris Paul plays better than Capella, what might play better? That's true because you don't create his own shot. Exactly. So in order for Capella to really play good, you got to have your point guard, who's probably one of your star scorers, really being effective. If he ain't being effective, how can Capella be effective? Jay Hart can't do it all by himself. Eric Gordon was trying, but Eric Gordon ain't looked at as a first or second option, though. Who's the first or second option on the Rockets? James Harden and who else? I don't know who I blame on that. That whole series was weird. Mike D'Antoni made good coaching adjustments. He did. He, he started playing Eric Gordon more than P.J. Tucker, so they couldn't sag off and help all the time. I, I, I do feel like that's not Mike. It wasn't Mike D'Antoni's fault. You know what I'm saying? I do feel like it was not the coach's fault. I think it was a lack of production for Chris Paul. Um, I blame management for giving Chris Paul that money at that age. <laughs> right after he was just injured for game six and seven, you still paid him $42 million? So Damn, bro. Chris Paul is, is terrible, bro. I'm never going to say this, though. But in Houston's defense, um, aside from the Clippers this year, which was a fluke shit, what other team has took Golden State to six or seven? And I mean, granted, Chris Paul played well in Game Six. He did. He had a good game in Game Six. I don't know about the rest of the I'm going to look some numbers up right now because I don't remember Chris Paul playing good on any game. Chris Paul had (laughs) 20-something. He had 20-something, and I don't know if it was double-digit assists, but it was at least, you know, above six or seven assists. Like, he he had a pretty good game. Yeah, he definitely turned up the aggression, too, on it. 
on a game. I'm gonna look that up real quick. Y'all keep going. I'm gonna look them stats up. I gotta see it. I, I, I'm wrong. I'll apologize. I just I don't know. It's was it's was I mean. I feel like the Rockets' best chance to beat Golden State was last year. Agreed. And, like, when we started this uh, this season, I know this was before we ever started the podcast, but we had lots of discussions about how uh, the loss of Trevor Ariza and, you know, guys like that would affect that team. And I think that the biggest issue with what they had this year was the team was good as far as scoring, but defensively they took a big drop oh, from the team that they were last year. So I think that that's the biggest issue as to why they got beat in the six to be for real. And they were, and then I, I say the other thing is that last year they had home court advantage. That, that's a, that was a major point. Okay. Chris Paul, Chris Paul did have a good game six, but game five, Chris Paul shot twenty one percent from the field. Game four, he shot thirty six percent from the field, thirty three percent from three. Game three, he had 14 points. I don't think he took that many shots. He shot 50% from the field, and he had to use 25% for three. Game two, he had 18 points. He shot 42.9 and 28.6 from three. He only had 18 points. Man, listen, and then I, and notice I'm not even going to talk about the assist because if he was really facilitating like he's supposed, to, he's supposed to be in that. He had more rebounds a lot of games than he had assists. In his defense, though, I mean, the way that their system plays and the way that they work, hard dominates the ball so much. It's hard for him to have a whole bunch of assists if he's not dominating the ball. So I can do that. I agree. He's really playing it. That's too. a good point. That's a good exactly. point. Exactly. They really got him playing too instead of like the boys. Yeah. Right. That's a good point. That's a great point. Well, I can't even put all that on Dan Tony because Chris Paul out of his mouth. Said he wanted to play more off the ball. That's only trash, bro. That's only trash. He is. He is. He is. He is. He's trash. He'll never win a championship with his sister. Hell no. He'll never win a championship with his sister. He had his best chance when he was in Phoenix, but them motherfuckers didn't want to put Tom Thibodeau on their staff, which would have been great for them because they would have had a defense. They still would have lost to the Lakers because they had Shaq. They probably would have, yeah. They still would have lost to LA. They weren't going to be LA. They weren't going to be LA. And they probably wasn't going to be LA. That still was the best chance in my opinion. That was the best chance. Like, as far as, like, top-to-bottom teams, I give it. That was his best chance. Well, I say this, though. I can make an argument that this year could have been his best chance because Jane Harden at this level of play. And Kevin Durant got hurt. But Chris Paul got to play. If Chris Paul plays better, they might beat the Warriors. But Chris Paul just, he, you know, it's not even so much about the numbers. It's more so about the it, it is about the numbers, but it's more. It's also about like the it's the impact you have on the floor. But I felt like you didn't feel it. You really, besides Game Six, what game did you really say? Yeah, Chris Paul kind of imposed his presence on the game. What did he do? Yeah, I, I know him for flopping. Every I, every time I watch him turn the game on, look, I looked at him. You know, doing something. He was flopping. He was to be trying to draw fouls. He jumped in the air, throwing his butt out, trying to get contact, falling, airballing. <laughs> oh, bro, what is that, bro? That's not. Come on, that's that's why I put it on Chris Paul. I feel like Chris Paul mind one. He was trying to do too much. He was doing. He was on some other stuff instead of trying to win. Bro. I mean, I think what you said uh, about them earlier in the series uh, about them trying to get foul calls and not really like taking shots. Oh yeah, that's what they was playing, bro. That's how they was playing. A big factor. 
They weren't even trying to make shots. It was a lot of times they were just trying to just draw fouls. Like even James Harden, he I ain't going to let him off the hook because he was out there trying to draw fouls, laying on the ground, clapping at the referees while they going down the court on the four on five. Wondering why and he deserves blame too because, I mean, at the end of game five, and went after KD uh, went out, he took one shot after KD went out in the rest of that game. Exactly. Like, they asked him why. They asked him why in the press conference. He said, I don't know why I didn't shoot the ball that many times. What? You don't know why? You've been shooting 35, 36 shots a game all season. Exactly. You don't know why you're not shooting at the end of the game? Yeah, so he deserves blame, too. I mean, really, honestly, you know, this, like, I hate to quote uh, 8 Mile, but, like, they were better off shooting themselves with Papa Doc's handgun because they really just choked. <laughs> like, that's what that was. They choked. And a quote, Draymond um, Green, I've been fouled by James Harden at the three-point line while he was shooting. <laughs> it's just not going to work every series. <laughs> you know? So, especially against the defending champions, who y'all lost to for the last five years. So, they're very familiar with y'all. Yeah, man. I think, they, I think, man, it's, it's everybody on that team. So. And honestly, if the Rockets would have beat Golden State, they definitely would have lost to Milwaukee. They would have lost to the Bucks anyway. Maybe maybe even the Blazers would have surprised them. I don't know. I thought that would have been an interesting series. Who? Houston Portland or Houston Portland? Houston Portland. Houston Portland. The Bucks would have beat them. The Bucks would beat them. I think the Bucks would beat either one of them. The Bucks would beat either one of them, but I don't know. Okay, so I guess uh, on to the draft lottery and the implications from the draft lottery. Now, we were talking last night, and uh, we discussed some things about Zion getting the number one pick, or Zion being the number one pick to New Orleans. Now, uh, I think some of the things we discussed was the Lakers, whether they would have a chance now after acquiring the fourth pick to uh, have a better chance at trading for AD. And I think we also discussed uh, the possibility of maybe the Pelicans keeping AD now. So I mean, see, we can give them some of that. You know, I feel like start? I feel like if they did trade uh, AD, the best team that would have, the team that got the best chance would be the Lakers because they can give the That's Pelicans what I saw at first. They can give them the first and fourth pick. And who's to say they you don't know how the draft might go? Whoa, they they the what? The Pelicans have the first pick, the Lakers have the fourth. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like I said, uh I'm saying they have the best chance of getting because the Lakers can offer him offer him the first pick. So they have the first and the fourth pick. And I was like, oh, you okay. never know what might happen in the draft because the Knicks, they've been known for for messing up picks. The Knicks were supposed to, the way they got it, they said they got a Zion, John Morant, RJ Bear, and the dude from Virginia, DeAndre Hunter. Hunter, yeah. But who knows? The Knicks, the Knicks might be like, they might go dumbfounded and pick DeAndre Hunter. Now the Pelicans can get the two guys who dominated college basketball together who already have chemistry to add with Anthony Davis. You never know what they might do. But see, this it, is, can't they make the trade and never pick in the first place and the Pelicans just pick? Say that one more time. Can't they just trade the pick? Well, like if, if the Knicks are gonna trade the pick, why even pick anybody or the third pick? Just trade it and never pick anybody. But why would they trade for Anthony Davis? Though? Who's just, oh? Because you're saying they might get Kevin Durant. Okay, I see what you mean. They're playing a free agent game. They're trying to bait Kyrie. 
So by getting by getting AD in a trade, you get Kyrie, and by getting AD and Kyrie, that better your chances of getting Durant. But if you don't get Durant, you still don't strike out because you have Kyrie and AD. Yeah, I agree. So, so you think if, so? So you think if the Pelicans? Well, no, no. You think if the well, I know they're they're not gonna get Kevin Durant. They trade that. But I'm saying, bro, like you don't think Kevin Durant they go to the Knicks and they draft RJ Barrett and keep Kyrie. Well, if they don't, they're doing that. Not only that, like I don't, I don't think if, if you if New York makes a trade to get AD, it doesn't matter if KD don't come. Like I'll just be asking on the cake because if you get AD, you're getting Kyrie. And then, so, and then because AD came in a trade, you still have the money to get somebody. Exactly. Y'all okay, KD, go get Jimmy Butler or somebody like that. You can get anybody else if you can't get KD. But it won't matter because you have Kyrie and AD. But like, I can see where y'all come from. That would make the most sense because it gives them leverage. It gives them leverage. It gives them leverage. Like, yeah, if we don't get him, we'll still be straight because we'll get probably one of these other guys. It might get Clay for you. You never know. You, you so never I, know. know. Yeah, I see what you're doing. Yeah, they, they should be. If that's KD, yeah, I would trade to the Knicks because then they can. And then, well, yeah, they have the Pelicans too. They're going to have to leave the Pelicans too. Well, this, this is what the Pelicans do because initially I, I was I said the same thing. It's really a win-win though because the Pelicans either the Pelicans gonna get that they gonna get that pick either they gonna get the pick grab Zion and RJ together yep. or they gonna keep AD and get a bunch of other players and still get more picks. So it's really a, a no, no team really loses in this side because the Knicks win and the Pelicans really win if they make the moves happen. So. I'm interested to see what happens. If I'm them, I trade AD. Regard, I trade AD. Period. <clears throat> I don't. Think, I trade Drew Holiday. That's all real. I don't know, but I definitely trade AD. Initially, I said the Lakers, but what I forgot was the Knicks had two more first round picks because of Porzingis trade. So potentially, you could have three first round picks. One being oh, four first round picks. If you count the pick you already had. So you you have the first pick, and they have the third pick, which is the pick before the Lakers pick, which give you a and better chance of getting RJ. So you know, first guarantee, if you make that trade, you already have Zion. You're either gonna get you're either you're gonna get um, RJ Barrett, or you can get that point guard from Murray State. Either way, you're getting somebody. Now, if I get that point guard because RJ Barrett is gone, then I'm keeping Drew Holiday. After you on it. But if, if if he's already gone and I get R.J. Barrett, then yeah, I agree. I trade you Holiday. It doesn't matter what I get back to him because I already have somebody yeah. in my position. And then I, I don't think they should get rid of Drew Holiday though. I don't That's the only thing I disagree with you because I feel like Drew Holiday is a good player. I do, really I do too. But if you if you drive Barrett though, you don't like why why are you keeping Holiday? So R.J. R.J. Barrett is six foot eight. He can play a small four. Who's a small four for the Pelicans? Here's my here's my logic behind. All of it. Okay. okay. As Comp said, like we were discussing yesterday, who has the better deal between the Lakers and the Knicks? I felt from the jump the Knicks had a better deal because if you look at their young pieces, I, I um, think the Lakers got the better Robert, players. But, uh, you know, I mean, Lakers that, have that was Zion. But overall deal, I feel like the Knicks have a better deal, mm-hmm. and the reason why is because. You got Mitchell Robinson, young figure. You got Dennis Smith, you got Kevin Knox. They're going to have to throw some other stuff in there to make the money work. Right. But with the third pick and those two picks that you get from the Porzingis deal, like, that's pretty much your starting lineup. Like, and you can get DeAndre. Does DeAndre Jordan make the money work? 
Well, see, he's uh, he's one of those he's filing contracts, so they will have to leave oh, him okay. in order to do that. But with what they got currently on their roster, because I was looking it up, uh, I mean, you take like a Lance Thomas and a Herman Gomez or some shit like that. Uh, but outside of that, your key assets would be Smith Jr., Knox, you know, uh, Mitchell Robinson. All three of them can come in and start to plug volume at the fourth. And then you use that third pick to draft Barrett, assuming that he doesn't get drafted by Memphis. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's a starting lineup right there. And then why I would you take that and trade Drew Holiday afterwards is because if you could trade Drew Holiday is still he's twenty five million dollars in caps in money first off. So what you can do if you trade him is replace that with multiple assets, and you could possibly even get more draft picks potentially for the future. I don't know what draft picks you're getting for Drew Holiday, though. I mean, like, all in all, I probably still keep Drew Holiday and just have RJ Barrett come off the bench. He a rookie anyway. And um, Drew Holiday... I don't see see why he can't stay on the starting lineup, though. That's all I'm saying. Drew Holiday is a Uh, 6-5. Are we starting to get the four? I mean, I'm just the way I'm thinking. If you don't oh, rebuild for real, just go ahead and rebuild. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just go ahead and if if, the, if you actually make the trade with the Knicks and you trade AD, then to me it makes no sense to keep Drew Holiday. Just go ahead and trade him, you know, get off that twenty five million, get you some young players and possible draft picks. Hey, hold on, I, I would put Zion at the four. Zion can play the four. Yeah, how tall is Draymond Green? How tall is Draymond Green? Like six nine. And, and he's and he's way. I'm talking way more athletic than Draymond Green and bigger and. And he and if Draymond Green can affect the game in today's NBA at the four and six eight, yeah. I know for sure Zion wins the game. So yeah, I keep Drew yeah. Holiday because he's a he's That's a very I, I'll still keep Drew because he plays deep. Yeah. I think I he's think a you very get the best player. out of him. Yeah, like, I think you get the best out of him with him playing the two instead yeah, of he's one. A, he's a, yeah, no, no, no. no. Um, Drew, Holiday. Drew Holiday. I still want. Oh, but you, my only, only reason why he played the two is because they had Rondo. Drew Holiday. I think he's a better two though. See, when he was in Philly, when he was in Philly, he was balling at the point. You did what I'm saying? He was, he was good as a point guard. He, he, he's a good player, but I think he's a better two. I think he's a better two because it gives him the opportunity to and, score and play defense without having to be the primary. But, what, but even, but, but even if you start on the bear, who's to say when he played well, no, Rondo? Even, even if you start RJ Bear, who's to say that? Then Drew Holiday has to bring the ball to the floor. RJ Barrett can bring the ball to the floor. I'm like, I'm saying, I want to. I'm saying, trade him away completely and just go with the batch of young guys. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and, talking about, talking about with the Lakers or talking about with the Knicks? With the uh, with the Pelicans and trade with the Knicks and get all of those young assets: Smith Jr., Knox, Mitchell Robinson. Pair them with Zion and use that third pick to draft Barrett. Put him at two, and that's your lineup. And trade you holiday, get like I said, whatever young assets you can get for him, and, tra- and draft it, and you just feel like that. That's what I would do. Now we gonna talk about what, like, if we talking about like which team has the better assets to give up, I would definitely say the Knicks. Because I, sure. I, I mean, I say the Knicks got because they got DeAndre Jordan, they got Dennis Smith, Alonzo Trier played pretty good. People be sweet, but Emmanuel Mudiay is very good. He just plays for the Knicks. They got some good players on that team now. They do, they can give somebody up. They got some good assets on that team. And that's and the first thing. Assets, if, 
they can get are better than the Lakers, to be for real. Uh, I, 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 I disagree. I, no, the Lakers answer you have to question health. I think I like the combination of Lonzo with Drew Holiday better than anybody on the Knicks with Drew Holiday. I think I like Dennis Smith Jr. I think Dennis Smith Jr. and Drew Holiday would be a better tandem, but that's that's me just me personally. I feel like Lonzo Ball is a very good player. Oh, you you know what? Very... <clears throat> I forgot about Dennis Smith Jr., bro. That's another reason oh, I, don't, I don't trade you Holiday, bro. I still keep him. Because I got a point guard. I could put, I could re- literally put him at the two. I'm saying trade him. Trade him. Because, I mean, he's already going to be in the third. If he, if he ain't 30 yet, he's... I think he's already 31 or so, or so, if I'm not mistaken. No. Or 35. Is he eight? If he ain't, he's approaching this. Let's look that up. Let's look that up. Let's look that up. Let's look that up real quick, though. How old is you? I'm Because, I mean, think about it like this. I'm going to look it up now. Yeah, somebody look at it. Think about it like this. If you could trade him to Toronto and you could get, I don't know, Siakam or. Not giving Siakam away. For him, no, well, no, I don't get rid of Seattle. It's, it's going to have to be a package deal. I mean, you're going to have to take something that you're not going to want in the return. So you probably either have to take like a Kyle Lowry or somebody like that. I don't mind taking you know. Kyle Lowry in a deal, but they're not giving up Seattle. Because like, if you have Kyle Lowry coming off your bench, that's that, that's that's great. Drew Lowry is 28. He's 28 years old. He's so he's approaching 30. He's approaching 30. I'm keeping like, him, bro. I'm keeping, I think I'm keeping Drew, bro. I, I think I keep him. I'll get rid of him. I'm going to keep Drew Holiday. I just don't resign him when he comes up. That's all. Like I, but and then when and then when he um when he comes up, uh, RJ Barrett have been would be like in his second or third year. I mean, imagine if what if what if you hit up Denver and Denver said, okay, we'll give you our Gary Harris, you know, uh, I don't know, Gary Harris. Malik Beasley and something else, you know, for I'm for two holidays. I do it if I'm Denver. I don't if I'm the Pelicans. But see, that's the difference. That's that's different though, because Gary Harris is a very it's like Gary Harris is not a star, but he's like he's a very very good player in this league. So yeah, if that's the case, I there's no one, there's no one there's, there's no one on that Lakers team who I would give up Drew Holiday for. Like Kyle Kuzma's good, but he's super inconsistent. Brandon Ingram is super inconsistent, and he'd be hurt. Lonzo Balls don't have no offense to give you. It's just defense. And, like, you don't, like, they don't, I wouldn't put Lonzo Ball with that type of thing because they don't have a star, like a dominant star that he can pad his assist number with. Right. So I wouldn't put him out there. Oh, he could pad his assist to Zion. Uh, I mean, but I mean, Zion scores a lot of his assist off for Lonzo and stuff like that. Exactly. And so, like, not saying Lonzo Ball is Isn't Lonzo one of the greatest passers in the league? I'm not a fan. Yeah, he's but a great, I mean, he's a where y'all player. gonna get your primary scoring from? Like, you know, what I'm saying, if, if you expect Zion to be your primary scorer in his rookie year, you know, what I'm saying that's a lot to put on him. And then the fact that the fact that Lonzo Ball's offense is like non-existent, non-existent. It, like, it hurts. Not like, it's, it's a different. It's a but different this is the thing, though. If you build a team, like okay, let's say let's say for example, and I'm not talking about with trading you Holiday though. I don't want to trade you Holiday. I like oh, the combination really? of Drew Holiday, especially if they traded with the Lakers. I love the combination of Lonzo and Drew Holiday because then they make some long at the backcourt. They both play defense, and then Drew Holiday is a better player at two. It showed it when he played with Rondo. Lonzo doesn't have to score in this situation like that because you have Drew Holiday who doesn't have to facilitate. He can just score. 
You got Zion, who you're gonna have to watch. He's gonna cause doubles. He's gonna cause all that. Plus, you still, and if you show it the Lakers, you still have the fourth pick. You still have Ingram. You still have Kuzma. You still, you still have all of these guys. I think they're that good. I just think Luke Walton is trash. <laughs> and then uh, I, I also agree think, with Luke Walton being trans. And I also I think, think those guys are that good. I think they're that good. I, I also I think the play Lazo. I don't because of the health the health concerns. I just think the boys ain't consistent, bro. I I, I, I question them make consistent. But them boys I don't think the boys work on their game like that, bro. I don't I just don't I don't have no faith in them. I got Kyle Kuzma's okay, but the like the other two I have more faith nah. in Lazo than any of them. It's in the right situation, but I think that's the right situation for Lonzo with that's what, and, with and that's, what, I think that's what we differ. And I think that's what we differ because I don't think that's the right situation. But I do agree with you. I think it's better in the right situation the best player. I, I, think, uh, I think he is best fit for the Pelicans than anybody else on that Lakers team. Because <clears throat> with him being there... It shifts. I I, I I think Drew Holiday is that much better when he's playing the two. So it allows Drew Holiday to play the two, and then it allows your backcourt to be very long. And I like that backcourt against the Warriors. I like I, I like Alonzo, and I and I and I'm probably looking at it when Rondo and Drew Holiday was together and what they did to Dame and CJ. And I and I could kind of see that being a similar kind of tandem with Alonzo and Drew. My biggest question is: Is Lonzo gonna be on the court? If he if he does not stay healthy, it's not like Drew Holiday can't play the point guard position. So you don't lose. Plus, you still got your two picks. Now, I do think the Knicks is a better trade because they have two other picks in the first round. But I think those players are better. I mean, I don't think nobody on that for that team is better than Dennis Smith. Facts, thank you. Because I was I just, about to say, who you talking to? CB I just or feel like? like I just feel like Dennis Smith Jr. got a bad rap, and you know he was in a bad situation in Dallas because they picked up Luca. Him and Luca really played the one, so it's like, and, and Luca was hooping so strong, and it's like, bro, he ain't no telling what's going on behind the scenes. I think Dennis Smith got like a problem with the coach or something, so. They don't want to even play him no that more. Might, you dig might, what I'm saying? That might be real, but the thing is, as a whole, as a whole, if you add Miss Jr., Knox, Mitchell Robinson all together, I still prefer Lonzo Kuzma and Ingram over them as a whole. And if they had, a, and if they, and if we're gonna do this young, like this young core, you need to do a young core with some attitude. Dennis Smith got some attitude. Drew Holiday got some attitude. Like Zion gonna bring some attitude. But, but, but like Lonzo has court vision. Yeah, but and I think Lonzo, but then but then Smith does too. You just don't see it as much because when he was in Dallas, the first year he played, who was starting points on? Who was starting the front? It was somebody. But they they eventually pulled him for the start. But he like he got hurt. In and don't get me wrong, I, I like that combination of of uh, Dennis Smith Jr. Drew Holiday. Like that's still a good formidable team. It's still going to be a good team. I just I just. I just think the combination of Alonzo and Drew and Alonzo and Zion will work because of his passing ability and, and the forcing of Drew Holiday playing it too. I don't know. I, if I had right. to, go ahead. See, I was gonna say, man, if it's going between them two teams, I'm gonna pick the Knicks according to Cavs. Oh, that's, that's what I'm well, it's definitely gonna be the Knicks because over because they have those. But it's not because, for me, it's not because of the players; it's because of the picks. 
Well, I mean, I do agree. I agree with that too, though. I do agree. If they do make it, it's gonna be because of all the picks. Because yeah, they got the third and they got the third pick and two more in the top, in the top. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I think it's to me. I think the Knicks players are more promising to build around Zion than the Lakers players would. I don't even know how you pair uh, Kuzma and Zion because I mean. Kuzma plays the four, Zion's gonna play the four. Exactly. And then Ingram plays the three. So you exactly. can Kuzma at the three. Like, I don't even know how that works. I, I think the Knicks will work. I, like, Kyle, Kyle Kuzma and Zion are hurting each other game, bro. Fact. And Kuzma probably ain't gonna try to come off the bench, bro. Kuzma probably won't start, bro. And I wouldn't blame him for wanting to start. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? There's gonna, gonna be ego problems over there. So what would be the starter lineup? For who? For the Pelicans. If they did the deal with the Knicks. If they did the deal with the Lakers. I mean, yeah, with the Knicks, yeah, with the Knicks. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr., I would assume that they would use that third pick to get R.J. Barrett, unless, like you said, the Pelicans, or not the Pelicans, the Grizzlies, they're going to get Barrett, then they would probably go job around. But, uh, I'm assuming the Pelicans are going to get married. That means they're keeping Conley for whatever reason. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I'm assuming the Grizzlies are going to get uh, John Moran. Because yeah. Conley Mike Conley's always hurt. They tried to trade him last year anyways at the trade deadline, but couldn't make it work. So, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they keep Moran and then try to make a trade for him. Exactly. Yeah, I see that happen. He's gone. He's always hurt. He gets paid too much. Exactly. But uh, but yeah, I'm thinking Smith Junior, uh, Barrett at the at the two, they would get Knox for the three, Zion at the four, and then Robinson, uh, Mitchell Robinson at the center, and that'd be your starting lineup. I like that lineup. I, I think they too. can keep Drew Holiday and just put R.J. Barrett at the three, Zion at the four, and then and bring Knox off the bench. Like I like that. I like that. I would want to keep Drew to be honest. I keep Drew. They just don't re-sign him when he up for free agency. I'm not against keeping Drew up until the trade deadline. But by trade deadline, I'm trading with Drew because I feel like his his draft. I feel like his stock will be a lot higher at that moment because there'll be teams trying to get over the hump that'll be looking for that extra player that they think can keep them over the hump. And I feel like you could probably get a, a lot more for him at that point than you would try to trade him in the offseason. So I, I'm not against keeping him up until the all-star break or the trade deadline. But after the trade deadline, he's gone. Because I feel like you're going to get a lot for him. And that's your backup plan just in case. No, but that's only if he's having a good season. Some of these season, other kids don't come out too. Yeah, you that's know. only if he's having a good season. Like, let's say he gets out and he has a bad season. His trade stock ain't going to really work in that True. situation, he has to be playing pretty good for him to even allow, like, oh, yeah, Drew Holiday, he was trade for. I, I, I still keep Drew Holiday. I keep him. I'm keeping him. I'm, I'm with you. I'm a, I think I'm keeping him. It's, it's mainly because he's a two-way player. Yeah. There ain't too many of them that's as good as he is. He's a, he's a guy that, I look at it, he's a guy that he doesn't do too much, he doesn't do too little. He does just enough. He does what you need. He plays D. He hits jumpers. Yeah. If you need him to get off, get a bucket off the dribble, he can go get one. He can, he, can shoot the he can shoot the standstill three. If you just swing to him in the corner, he can shoot the three. 
that's that's why I said I feel like they can keep Drew Holiday and make it work. But they just have to get they just have to make the right pieces come to that team. But I mean, it's nothing against Drew. Like, because I'm not knocking Drew as a player or nothing like that. Like, Drew's a boy. It's not like he's Reggie Bullock. I just think, like, if you're going to rebuild, go ahead and just rebuild all the way. You know what I'm saying? And and that way, you get off that $25 million for one player. Especially if you can get, like, three, four players on that $25 million, I would much rather take that than one player getting $25 million. I can see what you're saying. Yeah, depth is the most important thing at the end of the day, anyway. So I can see what I mean, that's the last thing I'm thinking about. With, without the with trade, you, without the trade, you still have depth, though. Because you're picking, four, I mean, you got four picks this year. If with, with doing an AD trade, plus you're getting three guys, so you ultimately you're getting seven players for one. Or you're well, I those, uh, for one. I those, uh, that is true. Are those for these uh, draft picks in this draft, though, or is that future draft picks? I, I don't that, know. I think they I thought those were 2020 year. and 2021 picks. Yeah, that's what I, I think thought. it's different. I think it's different year. I don't think they all in the same draft. Yeah, I think that's a twenty. I think that uh, that one. I think one of the pieces is a twenty twenty uh twenty twenty piece, and the other one's a twenty twenty one. If I'm not mistaken, I have to look that up to be for sure, but. Uh, I'm almost sure one of them was a 2020 pick. And remember, Lamelo is coming out next year. Like they might, like they might have two <laughs> picks in it. They might, they might have two picks in the first round this year. But I don't think they got like four in the yeah, first round. I don't think so. that they had that. I look it up. Myself. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up too, just to be sure. If one of them is for this year, then they have three in the first round. They're gonna have Zion. They're gonna have uh. The they're gonna have the first. They're gonna have the third if they trade. Yeah. But see, the Pelicans. Okay, so the other we we got we gotta think about the other option. What if they keep AD? Cool. The Pelicans. If, if they keep AD, then I would just. Uh, I would trade because you still don't got guard play. Let's say, say there's really no there's really no situation where they keep him because he's already expressed he wants to leave. Yeah. So I don't see that so. So no matter who they get, he's trying to build. So you might you have to trade. So there's really no scenario where they don't trade. Or unless I just thought about it. Okay, now the Pelicans will go have some cap space. Probably about twenty, somewhere around twenty two to twenty four million. Yeah, yeah. Now if they could fuck around and find Kimba, you got a backcourt of Kimba and Drew Holiday with Zion and Anthony Davis. Now that that would be the only thing I think that would be the best chance of them keeping 80s. I, I, I don't see him saying because he's already said he wants to leave, bro. I still feel the same way. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't keep him. I wouldn't keep nobody that don't want to be there because then she's, you, it'll always be there. He's going to lose him for nothing. Yeah, he ain't going to give it his all, bro. And that's another thing. You don't want to lose him for nothing. True. You yeah, gotta you get something. Just go ahead and get some for him now. You're right. Yeah, and he'll give you a lot. Exactly. Any, any, huh? Wait. Clark, you were saying? No, I was saying any, any, any last um, folks, comments, words. All in all, the Pelicans are sitting in a beautiful spot right now. Oh, man. They got a chance to change their whole franchise. They just don't. They can't blow it. Thanks. And I don't think they. Uh, will. They got a good GM now. 
Dave, yeah, right. David Griffin, who the Cavaliers, if you wouldn't have fired him, LeBron would have still been there. That's all I got to think. So would Kyrie. So would Kyrie. <laughs> exactly. Right. Uh, all I'm going to say is Nick fans don't fret because the fix is in. Now that's the key though Will it? Now I don't think the Pelicans Are going to fumble Because regardless of what they're doing They're going to be fine Because they pick God exactly. Eventually it's, like I said, They're in a win-win situation They're in a win-win situation But the Knicks could potentially Not get the trade for AD Not get any free agents And nothing happens <laughs> Don't get Kyrie or KD Don't get shit that I will say this with them getting the third pick, them having a decent coach, and having a um, because I like this depth. Yeah, I like this. Them yeah. having a decent GM because them is really their owners trash, but GM is decent. They don't have a bad GM. True. They have some guys over there with Dennis. They do have these games. They do have Knox. They do have the third pick. Like they can work the field. But they were building things like I, I know they're at a point they, they, they're done with them. They've been with them for 40 years. Wow. Man, I'm mad. Is the draft again? Huh? Uh, thanks for seeing me in June. Thank you. Hey, if y'all listening, it's June 6th. The time from, the time from now till June 6th. Y'all better have y'all ESP and notification turned on. Oh, yeah, I got my boots report. You better have it turned on because it's going to be something that's going to shake up the sports world, probably the basketball world. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. I don't know what it's going to oh, be. Okay. Free agency is June 30th. Oh, that's Oh, and my last call. Uh, so, like, you feel like I'm getting nobody in free agency and they're not going to make the playoffs next year. I'm done. <laughs> Why are you going to go to <laughs> if they trade LeBron, if they trade LeBron, they definitely won't lose. If they keep LeBron and make moves, they definitely win. Sure, even if they ain't gonna get nobody, because AD gonna go to New York. Uh, if Kevin Durant don't go to New York, he's going to the Clippers. So they best chance is to get Jimmy Butler, and I don't see that happening. So or Clay, or Clay Thompson, Clay not going nowhere. They gonna go to take do right and thank him. So the Lakers will be right back in the same situation, and they're not going to the playoffs this year. So, and then Frank Vogel's going to get fired because he might not even last the whole year. But we'll talk about more of that next. next he's he going he to last. I mean, he's going to last at least a year though, because I don't know how how anxious they are of giving Jason Kidd the keys. And if they, oh, they want to give Kidd the keys, then why didn't they just hire him? him? Why didn't they just hire him? Because they no sense. Of his past, because of, because of his past. They got to work him. They got to work him back into the position. He got some multiple off the court issues too. Same. He got he, he got missed yeah. uh, He had those same team. issues when he was in the front court of in the front office of uh, of Milwaukee when he was a head coach. He had some same and issues. Is, and they just tell me exactly, that's that's exactly why, they, why he got fired. Yeah. And they gonna give Frank Vogel two years for real, for real, so Jason Kidd can prove to the world. He's a better person. He can take. He can handle being in that position in that spot. Well, that's all the way. That's it. One hundred percent. That's it. If I know there was just, and then don't get me wrong, I like Frank Vogel, but I don't think for that specific job. And if I knew they were doing that, I should apply too. Shit, 
I coached LeBron for three years. Get fired after. I mean, she, she probably should have got it for real. I should have. I should. I should have applied. I told. Hey, I got a Laker jersey at home. They, you know, they. Hit uh, huh? me up on IG. Hit me up. Yeah, he gave me up on IG. I mean, it's too late now, but like, if I knew they were doing that, Frank, they were gonna hire Frank Vogel. I definitely would have. Not, and I like, like I said, Frank Vogel is not a bad coach to me. I just don't think he's the coach of the Lakers. Like, like, he was exactly. in Orlando. He was there for three years, and they just with the same sort of roster, and they just now played the playoffs this year. So yeah, but they have that's a good coach or not. I mean, they made they made the playoffs with what forty two wins. Like, they, it's not, they, they weren't good. They were in the East. I mean, true, but I'm saying, though, they had the same roster three years ago that they had that made the playoffs with now. And he's been the coach for three years. So, like, are they, is he really a good coach? Well, well yeah, because three years, players got better. I mean, I, so what do you want me to coach if you keep drafting centers? I'll you fact. That's a good point. I'll give you, I'll give like, you that. Let's not, forget, <laughs> let's not forget he took that LeBron-Miami team, which is better than that Cleveland team, in my opinion, to seven games. And damn near beat them. We didn't even know who Paul George was. A lot of that was Paul George. Though. We didn't even know him. We didn't know him. We didn't even know I mean, him. We knew him. I, I remember mean. I looked up and saw that Indiana was a third seed. And I was like, what the fuck do they got? I know they got David West. I know they got Danny Granger. Why the fuck are they a third seed? <clears throat> uh, okay, I, I give you it. I don't I think he's it. a bad coach, but he ain't no, he ain't worse than Luke. Well, in the three years, like he's not the coach to coach LeBron. That's why I'm back. Back. Because it's not so much. Like, nah, he's not the coach to coach the, the Lakers. He's not the guy to coach the Lakers. Period. When LeBron says Same. not, he is not a Laker head coach. That is that is not. I see Frank Vogel. I don't think Laker head coach. Like you, a small market team head coach. You're not a big market team head coach. I don't think he's a bad coach, but I don't think he's a big market head coach. Yeah, I just don't think. I don't think he's gonna make it in that that that, that environment. That environment. I hope he do though, because I'm a uh, Laker fan. Not a fan of him per se. Not against him either. But he's a Laker now, so I wish him the best. I'd rather him do it than Jason Kidd because I'm not a fan of Jason Kidd, but I do think he's the second best point guard in my current league. So I give it a Curry. It's gonna be the eight. It's coming. Oh, he definitely is, and you know, it's gonna be some. It's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. I only hope he succeeds because I'm a Laker fan, not because I'm a Jason Kidd fan. All right, I like the goal for the Lakers will not make the playoffs again until after LeBron leaves. Now, see, that makes it seem like it's LeBron's fault that they're not making it. It's just, I don't know where they make it in the way. I'm not going to even touch on that because I refuse to even go down a conversation where we think <laughs> it's LeBron's fault. I never said I it was LeBron's fault. I'm just saying. That's the optic. I'm just saying. 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 I'm just that's all I'm saying. I'm not even going to touch that situation. Uh, <laughs> yeah, got, regardless of what Mike Check says, <laughs> I don't know where they're going to be. I don't know how they're going to make it. But when you have a Mount Rushmore type of player on your team, you always have a chance. So I'm going to say they will make the playoffs. I don't know what seed. I think more so on the bottom half of it. I think Lonzo's going to have a breakout year. I don't know what he's going to do. I think Kuzma's still going to be inconsistent. I'm not sure. But I think 
that they will make the playoffs. They will get a free agent. Don't know who it's going to be. It's probably going to be Jimmy Butler or some shit. And with that, with that, we will make the playoffs. It may be an eight seed. It may be a seven seed. It may be a six seed. I don't see it higher than that because of the other teams. Well, I'm glad y'all finally started to, to, you know, to to realize what I was going to Oh, I'm not realizing nothing that you're saying. I'm, <laughs> gonna, I'm just going to keep, I'm just going to, that's the last thing I'm going to say. LeBron going to win a ring next season. That's all I'm going to say. I don't know. Hey, he's not winning. For his sake, I hope so. For his sake, I hope so. Because Honestly, I always had, I had him winning his third season that he was at the Lakers. I didn't have him winning the first or second year. I say he's gonna win next year. I oh, think he's gonna coming come up. You're coming up. I think they're gonna make the playoffs. I feel like he's, he's gonna, gonna have an MVP year. Season. I feel like this is the first season in a long time where he's gonna come feel like he got something to prove. Long, complacent. I, I can say complacency probably set in for Brian. And this is gonna be the first season where he gonna. I can say he's gonna feel like, damn, but they don't wrote me off. Like I'm just fell off, fell off or something. He gonna come back and dominate. I got I, my dog winning the ring next year. I don't care if it's in I, Philly. I, I don't care if it's in San Antonio or if it's in LA. Wherever he is, they need to trade him to Philly. Wherever he, wherever he, wherever he is, he's gonna win a ring. That's how I feel. I don't think he's gonna win a ring unless he goes to Golden State. But like, I think that at least not this next year. Like, I, I don't think he's winning a ring next year because Milwaukee still exists and so does Golden State. So I don't see him beating neither one of those teams in a seven-game series. But I do think they will make the playoffs because I think his his level of play is going to elevate, not his defense, but offensively, definitely. I think Lonzo's going to elevate. He's not going to get hurt this year because bitch ass with Walton's gone. And I think that um, – I don't I, I don't know what to say for Ingram and Kuzma because I don't know about the whole um, – I think Ingram's going to be better, but I just don't know about that um, blood clot. And I'm not, and I'm not. Sure. I don't think it's to the severeness of Chris Bosh because he's a lot younger than Chris Bosh, and I want to say he caught it earlier than what Chris Bosh did. So I think the the I think it's a different situation as far as that. But you know, you just never know with those things. But I do think Lonzo's going to be better significantly. And I think, matter of fact, I'm calling it right now. Lonzo will be most improved player next year. Good luck with that one. Lonzo Ball will be the most improved mm. player next year. Oh, he's mm. if, hey, look, if he doesn't win it. If he play 82 games, he will be most improved player. Because he's going to play 82 games. Lonzo's so, going to play 70 games. He'll be out for 12, some of it because of rest. Maybe some minor bullshit, whatever, because of greatness he did the game before or something. On the back to back or something, but I think he's gonna he's gonna have most improved player. If he doesn't win it, he's definitely gonna be in the running for it. LeBron's gonna have an MVP caliber year. He probably win the MVP depending on where the Lakers are. But I think they will definitely make the playoffs. They'll be out in the second round, and depending on who they play or how the position he is. But I see them. I see the Lakers making the playoffs and being a second round agent next year. All right, last one. I got last last unpopular opinion for me today. Knicks fans, uh, Kyrie and Kevin Durant is not enough for y'all to win the title. So and they're not coming. That's it. That's it. They talk. I, I think they might. I think they're getting Kyrie. I think Kyrie's a, a done deal. And I, I think, think if they make the trade to get AD, that will make them formidable. That don't make still mean they get Kevin Durant. 
But we'll see. Either way, though, if they think that Kevin Durant and Kyrie is enough for them to get to a championship and the win ring, they can't be mistaken. I'm going to tell you why. I agree with you. KD, Kyrie, and AD is not going to get you a ring. You're not going to even go to the you're not going to go to the finals because you have three players that are just scorers. KD, all KD, 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 Kyrie, and AD, I think they could, I think they could get to the to the Eastern Conference. I think they could get to the finals. Those three, but just KD and Kyrie alone, I don't think that that even gets out the East. I think they can, but I don't think they get out the East even with all three of them because number one, AD's going to be hurt like he always is, and if he's not, I don't think it matters because someone's going to suffer playing that third role. Who's going to be the third option on that team? And that's, that's what the Knicks. That's what the Knicks. That's what the Knicks' problem's going to be because we know Kyrie's ego is showed in Boston. I don't see AD as a third option, especially if he's the first guy to get traded to New York. And KD, damn sure ain't no third option. So how does that work? I think it. I think it makes more sense for the Knicks to just bank on trying to get AD and Kyrie. And then for KD to just either stay with the Warriors or go to the Clippers. That's why I think that makes more sense overall. Well, this is why. Situation. This yeah. is, if I'm the Knicks, I get AD. And if KD wants to come, I get KD. Fuck for sure. Fuck what Kyrie's talking sure. about. Kyrie is my third option on that team if I do that. For sure. But knowing how Kyrie's ego is and Kyrie is going to be the primary ball handler, it's hard to make him a third option when he's the guard. Yeah. So I think that New York doesn't make it to the finals because the pieces won't fit. I, I, I have to see what the pieces are first before we, before we go that far. I think Kyrie but, AD works. I think Kyrie KD works. I think KD AD works. I don't think all three of them work. I agree. I don't think all three of them works as well. I do think KD and AD works. I don't think KD and Kyrie is enough. But we'll, we'll touch more on that on the next if, episode. If I can say one more thing to end this whole thing, I think RJ Barrett is going to be the best player in this draft. I disagree strongly. I think Zion is definitely the clear cut, and so is uh. I think that point guard is gonna be better than Barry. Than Barry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the, I'm gonna take the all around player overall. There's a reason he was the consensus number one overall in guys coming into college. But yet he's still going third because it's, hi- it's because it's hype though. It's hype too. It's so hype, we found Darius Garland out of Vanderbilt. That's all I gotta say. Hey, hold on, before one more thing. Ooh, this is perfect. Remember Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins went first now. Anthony Bennett went first. That don't mean the boy was better than the people that was in the draft. Just all I'm going to say. Who's better, Joel Embiid or Andrew Wiggins? But who's better? Okay, but let's be real. Who's better, Zion or R.J. Barrett? R.J. Barrett. I think R.J. Barrett has more year they was in, But Zion is better. I don't know. That's, I and, that's why, and, and that's why I'm going to say he's better. The only difference is Zion is just so dominant, bro. He's just... It, and, let me put it like this. Let me put it like this. People look. It's, it's hard, bro, because it, it sucks because when he got hurt, they didn't win for real, for real. Man, but at the same like time, so but, but listen, at the same time, if R.J. Barrett wouldn't have been playing, let's say R.J. Barrett would have got hurt, Duke would still be losing. They, the both of them, R.J. Barrett averaged more points a game than uh, I think the side. It was, yeah, it was about like a point. He was like six, 22.63, 22.61. He was a lot more shots. He was a lot more shots. True. He took more shots, and then, and then Zion was more efficient. 
But what, what, what did you know why? Because all those things about, about the rim. But what did, what did Andre <laughs> Barrett do on the other side of the floor? He plays defense. He's a, he's a, he's a, he plays defense. And that's what I'm saying, bro. It's hype. But, like, you, who's not going to want to see Zion jump in the air 40 feet and block a three-pointer? That's amazing. The hype, this is what I'm saying. The hype is what you get. The hype in the air 40 feet and blocking threes, I'm picking you over everybody. I'm saying. Because I'm saying leg, the legend of him is so high. And in the NBA, it's been proven in the NBA, people pick the ceiling over what's right now, which is like Jason Tatum. People, they pick, they pick. Who they thought was going to be the best player right then? That's why the Lakers they should have picked uh, Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum, you right. should have picked Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum was clearly the best player. He's he's completely he's clearly the best player in that draft, and they did not pick him. And this is why I say RJ Barrett is the most complete player in this draft. He's six foot eight. He can shoot the three better than Zion. He dribbles better than Zion. He passes better than Zion. The only thing he doesn't have is the athleticism. The only person. You know I'm going to agree with you on that. The only person that has a better skill set than R.J. Barrett probably is John Moran. John Moran, the, and he's in a disadvantage because I don't agree with Max Kellerman. Max Kellerman said it best. And too many 6'3", six, 6'4", six, guys in this league being considered the best guys in the world. The best guys in the world are considered the guys with 6'8 and above, and that's where R.J. Barrett is standing at. That's why because if you're 6'8", you can do the same thing as somebody 6'3", you're better. I'm going to agree with you on R.J. Barrett being the most complete player. I would say this. It, 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 won't, it won't even matter if he is if the Pelicans make that trade because they'll have both. And, and, then, and, and that's when I think he really going to see R.J. Barrett be better than him because now he's going to be a little bit more free. Yeah, he, yeah. Coach K gave him like, the chance to shoot a lot, but his game, he's going to work on his game to get better and better and better. And I feel like his ceiling is honestly higher than Zion. It may be it's a reason. It's a reason they it's a reason they call that boy the Maple Mamba and uh, Duke. I'm gonna leave it at that. I, all I'm gonna say is I feel like Zion most definitely is gonna transfer to the next level. I have of to course I have to he's gonna that. dominate. He's he's still gonna dominate. Yeah, I have to see the other people. Yeah, and that's him, I, know I know he's about going him. to translate. Yeah, and I think that's my biggest question about Baird is. Like, he was inconsistent shooting, you know. I mean, he only shot 45% for the field, you know what I'm saying? And then 45% is good, bro. That's great. But he shot that in college. If he shot that in college, it's going to go down in the league. Exactly. No, no, no. That doesn't mean that. That doesn't mean that. You're playing against better players. Agreed. But, bro, y'all make it seem like 45% is low. 45% is good. 45% is good for a guard. But, like you said... I, I still feel like once he gets to the league and plays against better players, that's going to go down. Hmm. What, and, and how many what, guys in the what, NBA what, shoot 40% from the what, field? What percentage did Lonzo shoot in college? Way worse than that. It, no, he shot 47% in college. Man. He's right. He's right. Oh, from He's three. Right. From three. He shot. From he shot, three. Uh, he shot high 30s. It was about 38, 39 for three. Man, shot, bro. He's done three in college, bro. He shot 41% for three. don't matter because he ain't shoot that many threes for real. That's true in college, bro. He, you're right. It's, 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 like, if I shoot 12 threes and I hit six of them, I'm shooting 50%. So, that's, you see what I'm saying, bro? And you shoot 50% for the floor in college. I'm getting paid, bro, if I'm shooting it like that. Man, that man shot... 
I shoot he drugs. I'm going to hit him all night. Oh, he did shoot 50%. My apologies, Mr. Ball. Yeah, bro. Look how significantly it changed. In the league, yeah. it's gonna change. He got a. It's gonna be an adjustment period. I don't think he's gonna. Like I, he, he may have a higher ceiling. He may have a more skill set. But Zion's gonna be good right now. I just got faith in RJ Barrett. I think he's gonna be good. I just think Zion off the off the gate is gonna be better. Without the gate, like I said, don't sleep all day. You're calling out of uh, Vanderbilt. I think he's got the potential to be uh, De'Aaron Fox guest. Player, so hey, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. I like I like the guy from Virginia. He's pretty good too, though. I don't. I don't. I don't uh, Hunter, I just don't. don't I just don't know the championship. They did. I just don't know how certain some of these guys are going to translate to the next level. Zion is the only one I'm God, sure about. I feel like, you know, I'm not sure how he's going to translate. I'm not uh, sure. Jared Culver's another one. I'm not sure how he's going to translate. I'm not sure. I think he's a good player. I just, I don't know. I think Baltimore State going to be good, though. But with that yeah. being said, Lakers will make the playoffs next year. They won't win the finals. They're going to be out in the second round. Uh, Portland's going to get swept, or they might get beaten five uh, in this next series, this series right now. Milwaukee's going to beat Toronto in six, and then right. it's going to be Milwaukee and Golden State in the finals. And to me, that is a toss-up. But I'm going to edge right. it to Golden State in six, possibly seven. If it goes seven, I don't know, because Milwaukee got home court advantage. I mean, but Golden I think State's God, been there. I think Golden State beats Portland. I think um, Milwaukee beats Toronto. Yes. My question is, what happens in the finals? Based on whether or not KD plays or not, so, KD's playing because you know. he doesn't have to play this series at all. Yeah, I agree. So we'll see. Like yeah. limited minutes, and, and Cousins is gonna be back. More well, likely, you probably right. So I, I got Golden State in six. I, it can go seven, and but not. It's not a knock on Milwaukee. It's I'm going based on experience, and you got a little motherfucker that's shooting from everywhere. But. I will say this, Giannis, I mean, not Giannis, Milwaukee's the number one defense. Eric Bledsoe's built like a fucking pit bull. Like, they got guys to throw at people. They have a guy to guard KD because Giannis is just as tall and bigger. So, with with them having, it, they have a player in Giannis that you, you never know, and then you also have the team around it, and they play defense, so... I feel like they're significantly better than the Rockets, and the Rockets still took them to six. I think Milwaukee can beat them. I don't know if they do, though. To me, if Curry, if Curry does not play well in this finals, they will lose to Milwaukee. Curry's going to have to play finals MVP caliber. Otherwise, they're losing to Milwaukee. But if Curry's Curry, he's going to stay in six.